everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. We got a great show today. We have uh, Bubba Jenkins in studio, national champion, Bellator vet, RFA vet, now ACB star Bubba Jenkins, as well as UFC veteran Heather Joe Clark. What's up? Is in the house. Uh, the, uh, you have a, a six-second knockout on your resume, right? It, well, it says eight seconds. Uh, eight seconds. Okay, I've done stuff in eight seconds that I'm not proud of. Uh, as well as my man, Joe the Kid Perez. How's it going? Uh, we have Mayhem Miller on his way. He's a little late because he's speaking at a high school. Uh, we have a lot of questions about that. Um, and then we have Frankie Edgar calling in, as well as Kevin Lee, who got into a brawl with Michael Chiesa last week. Uh, we got to talk to Kevin Lee, the Motown phenom. We've got, we got a busy show. Uh, we'll talk about my week for a little bit. Um, I had a show last Thursday. Uh, I had two shows. One was at an apartment complex. Like they're like home? what? Old, it wasn't an old, old folks home, but it was it was kind of like oh, senior citizens. No, it was a regular apartment complex. Nice one in Pasadena, right? Unfortunately, the only people who actually showed up were the people that actually booked the show. So it was me. Little janitors. No, it was there was a janitor back, but then it was like this like uh, cute. It was a cute Asian couple in the front, and there was a couple from Syria, uh, and then like some people in charge. But it was fun. I had to do forty five minutes clean. Uh, which is always a challenge, and especially for eight people. But it was actually a fun show. So it cut out more, most of your. A lot of, no, I just edited, edited. You know, I've, I've done clean stuff before. You said like effing and shoot. No, I, well, I think I said shit, but I think that's a, a, at this point PG. Uh, but <laughs> I, I did say effing. But then I had to run to the Ice House for a second show, right? And the Ice House, one of my favorite comedy clubs. And I tell the, the booker, I'm like, hey, I'm going to be late. He said, okay, no problem. So I run over there, and I'm on last. And I'm like, okay, I'm looking at the, at the lineup, and it's, it's good, you know, John, John, Camparu- John Campanelli, no, yeah. John, no, John Camparulo was on the lineup, John Camparulo, a uh, bunch of really good, good comics, and then there was a guy who was a magician on right before me, and his, uh, his nickname was the Misfit of Magic. Right, so I'm like, great. At this the ice great. house. At the ice house. They don't normally don't book magicians. Yeah. This guy's doing a 20 minute set. At least at the comedy magic club, they book magicians. They're doing five minutes. This guy's doing 20, right? So it's mostly Mexicans in the crowd, and this dude is murdering uh, with magic. And he, he, one of those things where he like swallows a, a, a balloon, and, then he, and he's like, while he's swallowing, and he goes to the girls, hey ladies, pay attention, you know. So he like puts it in his mouth, like a long ass, like a two foot balloon, uh-huh. and then he, and then he comes, it comes out of his ass, but it's like bra- it's like brown. Not not his actual ass, but like out of his back of his pants, and he's like, oh, like as if it's shit. And people are <laughs> laughing at that, like Joe's laughing. I would laugh at when that. When you say murder, do you mean like a good murder? Um, a good murder. They were they were loving it, and then right, and then so I'm like sweating in the back. I'm like, man, it's hard enough to follow good comics. Now I gotta follow a fucking magician, right? So he like closes and he puts himself first. He like has a, a deck of cards, but like specially made cards, and he has someone in the crowd come up and he's like, okay. What do I have? Uh, and then the lady picks out a duck. It says duck on it. And he's like, I will make this duck come back, right? So he puts himself into a, a, a straight jacket. Music goes on. Next thing you know, he's like fighting to get out of the straight jacket. And a fucking real life duck comes out. Like a huge duck. I mean, it was like flapping everywhere. And the place is fucking going ballistic. He gets a standing ovation. I'm just like, fuck. You're like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, and so- now... Adam. And now Adam. So I, I like go on. And the I clean was like, Adam. The clean I, no, no, this was, I was dirty. Oh. It was the ice house. So oh. I like oh. go on and I'm like, uh, this is going to be challenging. People laughed at that because there's like feathers on the fucking stage and like there's like cards everywhere. I'm like, fuck, there's going to be no tricks in my act. I, I, I have no ducks. In fact, I'm calling PETA on that asshole. And then that fucking murdered. And then it was a good set. So I, yeah, I had to just acknowledge that. So that was, that was my, uh, my Thursday show. Uh, Friday was at the comedy store, which is a fun show. And then Saturday... 
I had a show at a house party in Riverside. Fucking this guy, Juan's like, hey man, my friend's having a high school graduation party. It pays X amount. Will you do it? It's the high school that I, I like grew up. It's just like this 20 year anniversary or something. Wow. So I'm like, sure. I didn't realize the high school was in fucking Riverside, right? So now I drive out to Riverside. I'm watching the fights on my phone. My friend's driving. I get there. Uh, there's like eight comics in a backyard, huge backyard. And there's a fucking mariachi band at a party next door. So now the comics have a fucking soundtrack, uh, which was r- ridiculous. But it was fun. It was mostly Mexicans, and I was saying, like, I was pointing to the crowd. I'm like, you were great and locked up, and you this were great. And they're like, oh, he was on The Tonight Show twice. I'm like, one night you're on The Tonight Show, the next night, backyard and fucking Riverside. And so it was good. It was, our fucking hero prevailed. And then Saturday, I went to go see Brie and her, her, her mom for uh, Mother's Day. And, uh, and here we are. So, Bubba, what's going on with you? Uh, just looking at the new digs, man. It looks like you have a woman in here. I do. She uh, so, uh, Brie moved in. Yes, the cat seems to be much happier with his velvet house. Yeah, new cat tree and everything. <laughs> yes, yes. The last one was struggling. Now you look smaller. Yeah, not like you're so yeah. muscular, but look, you've lost about twenty pounds. Well, I'm I'm always going to be muscular. Um, yes, that's part of the blackly in right. me. Now um, there are plenty of black people that are not muscular, but okay, go on. Yeah, but they're not me. So right. the genetics are d- good. They're yes. always going to be good. Yeah, I was born this way. Yep. Um, no, man, I did lose a little bit of weight. I have slimmed down. Um, being a 145 pounder and weighing as much as, you know, Cormier isn't really all that good. Were you, have you got to 200? No, I've never been to 200. I've never be, been past 190. You've been past 190? Never been past Never, But you got up to 190? Never been past 190. Okay, you got to, <laughs> all right, so. That's neither here nor there. Um, either way, I'm not that big anymore. So. No, now you're like, you're what, 165? Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good guess. So let's now, go with that. Now, are, you, are you training back at Kings? No, actually, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm training a little bit more at Black House now. Wow, uh, over there with Dal and Joban, and it was good to see. You're like you a Taylor Swift of gyms. You just, yeah. you keep getting rid of these gyms. Well, well, you got to find the one that works for you. you know? Okay. Every time you go to a new gym, it's. You know, when a big name goes to a new gym, it's it's big news. But as for the name for the person, for, as for me, it's me trying to find my footing. You know? Right. Sometimes gyms work for you for a certain amount of time. Sometimes either the gym's too fast for you or sometimes, you, you know, you outgrow the gym. So the sport isn't just you find one place and you, you stay there for your entirety of your career. You kind of you kind of try to evolve into what's working for you at the time. Right. No, I had heard when you went to King's. Yeah. Uh, your first day, they were like, they want, they were like, okay, Bubba got knocked out his last fight, or knocked down, knocked out, knocked out, but knocked down. Uh, we want to get his his confidence and his chin better. Mm-hmm. So they were telling these guys to just fucking tee off on you. Yeah, my my personal coach Jacob Harmon was telling these guys, and especially the Brazilian guys in Portuguese, to 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 try and knock me out. Now it's kind of crazy, right? Uh, Heather, you're a UFC fighter. How do you feel about that kind of? Well, okay. So I mean, I've had coaches, you know, definitely say like hard training is necessary because, like, at my um, after my eye surgery, like I was kind of being a little shy. I was turning away um, when I started sparring again, and I was creating bad habits. So my coaches Uh were like, "Hey, you know, we it's really important that you can go hard and get those those." those things out now so it doesn't happen in the fight and uh so there are definitely i think times for hard sparring and um when you say hard sparring there's there's definitely like certain things you still don't do um yeah. you know and you're wearing pads you're wearing stuff but uh yeah. i don't know if the idea is though to have someone knock try to go knock you out well i think the the way that he was 
portraying it to them was the fact that I was and in the fight that I lost with Georgie, I you know, I was just a little bit too relaxed and I had the habit of, you know, kind of carrying my hands as if they didn't exist, you know? <laughs> so to get it out of that habit quickly I mean, straight up fire, fight fire with fire is to try to have people punch me in the head. And obviously I put my hands up in fear and then in survival and then into a well-trained habit. habit. But there's yes. got to be other ways. I mean, there's got to be other ways. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that, I mean was, that was a training session, maybe a couple of training sessions a month. But there are, there are times where it's like, okay, we have a good pace, let's all work. And then we work. And then there's some times where I'm like, hey, you know, in that working last week, you kind of had a little bit of this lull or this now, habit. Are you still with this guy? Yeah, I'm still with Jacob, but he no longer comes to my sparring. Okay, because I know Ellenberger was saying like at the gym, they were like t- telling them to put it on you. And he was like, ah, this doesn't feel right. This is mm-hmm. like, this seems a little bit fucking old school. I think we've evolved past this type of training, right. you know. So, right. oh, well, there's man. need for intensity and yeah. there's need for lulls. Yeah, okay. there's up and down. I mean, I think every every gym goes is a little bit different in that respect. But I mean, every gym that I've been at, there's definitely times where it's it's necessary to go hard. I mean, and then you hear uh, some coaches that don't believe in it at all. They're like, you know, it's more about the drilling and um, and the grappling and the wrestling, but. There's no need to take that punishment when you're not getting paid for it. But I don't know. I think I think it all depends on the person. If you've been in the sport a really long time, you know, then maybe you don't need that. Like, well, I I knew a guy like when I was uh when I was boxing at New York sports clubs. Right there was there was a kid. My my my, my coach was like a terrible boxer. He was a good Muay Thai. He was a great Muay Thai world champion. But at boxing, he was fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. And every time he would drop his hand, the coach would just whack him in the fucking head. You know, and eventually he stopped whacking. He dropped dropping his hand. Like, wouldn't that be more effective than than putting like these dudes in with train killers and say? You know, well, there was both. I mean, I was I would hit the bag, and he would have, uh, you know, a leg pad, you know, or or um, a mitt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as I'm hitting the bag, you know, we're on a time clock. As I'm hitting the bag, anytime I drop my hand, and you can't really see him from behind the bag. He can see you, but I can't see him. It's a, quite a big bag. And anytime he would see my hand drop, he would smack around the bag. They also have this like little sparring thing. It's like a bar. It looks like a cross so you hit it and it spins so you hit the left side and it spins and whacks you on the right side if you hit with your right hand it spins and whacks on the left side so it's like there are obviously things in the sport of mma that can help you to keep your hands up yeah but then there's nothing like the real yeah. hey yeah. i'm trying to punch you in the face i don't know if you notice or not but uh you might want to keep your hands kick up. you and knee yes. you and wrestle you and elbow you yeah. got it got it okay so now okay so now we're at black house so who are some of the killers here at black house with uh, Shaman Moraes, uh, he's a he's a killer, 145 guy. Got in, he was in World Series of Fighting. I'm not sure what he's doing now, but he's in there. He's a killer. Um, I forgot this guy's name. The 135 pounder hits kicks extremely hard. Is it Musari? James Musari? Might be. Yeah, yeah. Might be. I'm still. I mean, being that I'm so new, I'm still learning a lot of the guys' names. Fabio is in there. He's a he's a really good jujitsu guy. Is anybody uh, on your level wrestling wise? No. No. Which no. is probably good. Yeah. For you in a way, because you could then that way you, you you're now you're with guys who are better at Thai, Muay Thai, yeah. or yeah. kickboxing. There are definitely a lot of Brazilians in there, so Muay Thai and their Jiu Jitsu is really good in the gym. But it's good, uh, good camaraderie, you know. I mean, it's a good 
you know, th- there is not these weird little cliques and 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 areas of where the only the Brazilians hang out and only the American. I mean, it's a it's a good blend of all, everybody hanging out with everyone. So it's is cool. uh, Kenny there? Kenny Johnson? Yeah, Kenny Johnson's there. Uh, Kelvin Casey's there. Nice. So, nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. Squat, a little bit of a squat. Now the name, the name Black House. Is that why you went over there? Because you're oh you know God. you're very pro, well, pro black. Yes, and- I am pro black, but it's also like. Five minutes from my house. Oh, they perfect. So, I like it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Do you know so. um, Mario Israel? He's a Brazilian right. guy, obviously. Um, he's a 35er, I believe, from Manaus. Right. Yes. Yeah. Nice. He's a friend of mine. I like yes. it. And, and Heather, what's going on with you? Um, well, I'm training still with, uh, with Benny the Jet. And tonight I'm going to go to headquarters, 10th Planet. By the way, there's been, a, there's been a drinking game now. Every time you mention Benny the Jet, someone takes a shot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, based on our podcast. So just so you oh, know. Oh, cool. But, Benny the Jet. Yeah, it's called All right. Benny the Jet. All right, there you go. Take so another that, one, Benny right, the okay, Jet. Right, okay, go on. All right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm doing the podcast. Just had Rose Namajunas on my last one. So definitely check that out. Doing the Guard Lab thing. Going to be in Las Vegas this next weekend. Also for the girl, girl clothing event it's g-r-r-r-l right clothing event um it's like a very pro like women power kind of uh event it's gonna be really fun i know rose is speaking holly cyborg nice um, a bunch of people uh i think jesse jess is speaking there you go um so that's gonna be really cool so yeah check that out and and then i'll be doing some hopefully some events with guard lab in albuquerque and then in team alpha male nice yeah, I like it. Cool. So, and then, Bubba, any news on the fights coming up? Uh, yeah, I'm fighting June 17th in Budapest, Hungary. Um, no victim yet, yes. so it's, no, wh- it's officially unofficial. Official. And we're gonna have a real camp this time. Yeah, so, I've been in camp. Good. So camp. you're not gonna no, yeah, no so, gassing. We're gonna be in so, shape. Yeah. So yes. no more three day, twenty seven pound cuts. And if the guy doesn't make weight, are you still gonna have the fight? Mm. We're not doing good with that so far. Okay, yeah. fuck you. Get your yeah. money. But like they say, third time's a charm, though. No, no, no. So. Okay, no. Dude misses weight, fights off, Baba. Seriously, that's a far, far. I'll be your that's representative. A far flight. All right. it's a, it's Fuck a, that. It's a long flight to take. Who are you? Uh, what promotion is that? I'm with ACB. It's a Russian organization. Okay. Uh, Russian. They all got beards, is what I'm trying to say. Like it. Now yeah. I got to talk about something real quick. Very important. So I went on Instagram yesterday, and somebody tagged me in a Michaela Maroney. You know that girl. She was this gymnast uh, in the Olympics. She's hot. And she had that not impressed face. Like, remember that meme that was going on where the girl was just not impressed? Mm. Oh, yeah. She had like a thing where uh, she came in second place and she had this like, like, like look on her face. Like she w- and then all of a sudden it became this huge meme, right? She was a teenager at the time. Mm. So I think she turned like 18 or 19. I, the, the week that I, I worked at like the, the buzzer at, at Fox Sports, they hired me to like write these jokes. And I was supposed to interview her. And they were like, she was like, she doesn't want to be talking about the non-impressed phase. So I was like, all right. So I wrote a bunch of fucking jokes for her and this and that. And it, and it, was, it was pretty, very light. And she got offended by like, I mean, it was nothing. I, I mean, when I say nothing, it was very G-rated. And I was like, I'm not doing it. And turned around. Halfway you don't the remember what it was? I, I have it written down. And trust me, it was like, uh, I am officially retiring the non-impressed phase because blah, 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 blah. I mean, it was something. But why did you even bring it up if the whole thing was. She wanted to be was... seen. Well, no, she's because that, they wanted to bring that up. And then I then that gave her like a bunch of sport jokes to read. Like like sport jokes about like at the time. So they told you don't bring it up and you brought it up. No, I, no. The other people brought it up. 
I had I had her retiring it, and I gave her like a list of jokes, like a list of like six things to say. We basically, Adam Hunter the whole situation. No, I did not. Add, trust, right. trust me, on Adam. This. She was offended by it, right? And I, so I was annoyed because she turned around, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. This is bullshit. You know, she's gonna be in porn in five years anyway, and fucking, she's gonna get a load on her face, and then she's gonna be like not impressed. And that's, I was going on some funny rant, and of course, right when the fucking lady from Human Resources walked in and heard this, who looked horrified and shocked, and I'm pretty much sure that was one of the, the reasons they didn't invite me back. Okay, so here we are, fucking three years later, I'm on Instagram, she, her, she's fucking twerking, ass out, way too much fucking Botox, I mean, she's fucking... At 19? Like, she's, I think she's 21 now, or 20, Let me see. but like... What's her Instagram? Uh, <laughs> it's fucking Michaela Maroney, mm-hmm. but she was fucking offended by like, I mean... I'm, when I say like literally the jokes were, of, like the fucking jokes I, I had. So her, she's grown up and maybe she's no, she was uh, on she was her full of shit, man. Is what she was, and it was uh, it was annoying. It was like who the fuck like all where did this even come from? Uh, I was telling my friend the fucking story and he was like, you got to write on the podcast. But anyway, so yeah, Michaela Maroney, <laughs> I fucking look it look it up. So she's Can I like, see? hold on, make it, people. Mick Michaela, how do you I spell it? M I K or M A? Yeah, this is her fucking Instagram now, like. Okay, so uh, th- this is her. Twerk, so twerk, here, twerk, 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 damn. Ass. So this is her showing her fucking yeah, but a fucking joke about like her buns are fake. Her her butt's they fake. Do look fake. It looks fake, fake, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a black guy. I know a real ass when I see a real ass. Really? Her ass is fake. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's not fucking these people, man. I just can't stand these people. They're like these holier, people, holier than thou, fucking. Ass. These people. Hey, people change. Oh, for the worse, I guess. Well, they no. change for the worse, for the better, whatever. I mean, we had this, this was the same conversation we had two weeks ago with Renato talking about yeah. what's appropriate and what's not. And here you are saying that, it, what, it's no, not, I'm not appropriate? No, I'm not saying it's inappropriate or not. I'm saying that she got offended by these fucking jokes I wrote for her, which literally were G-rated. I, I'm not okay, even kidding. Well, she was like, you she know. She was 19 at the time. Okay. 20, whatever right, the well, fuck. Now she's whatever. 50. I don't know. All right. <laughs> what? So, Fuck her. Now right, she's so in let's a talk about G-string fighting. showing her butt. Let's, let's talk about some fighting. But, so, uh, it, so it turned out last week that GSP now will not fight Bisbing. Why? Uh, because they couldn't get it together. So now they're saying Bisbing is going to fight Yoel Romero uh, instead. And Romero is opening up as a three-to-one favorite against Bisbing. Yeah, that's not a good fight for Bisbing. You don't think so? Why? Hell no. Romero is a monster. Yeah, he is. But he's old. I mean, he's 40. He's 40 years old. And I think people are counting out Bisbing in this fight. I think this is actually a better fight for Bisbing than uh, because he's 40 and he gasses. So Bisbing knows that. So all he's got to do, well, not all he's got to do, but one of the things he has to do is last to the third round and he can win this fight. If you look at Romero's fights, it seems like the, he, he gasses later on in the fight. Tim Kennedy fight, he gassed, and, and now he's older. I think, people, I think Bisbing has a legitimate shot in this fight. So wait, a good Bisbing's shot. almost 42. Uh, yeah, but he doesn't gas as much as Yoel Romero. He's not carrying as okay, much but muscle. but your whole point was that if you're old, you gas. So that no, just no, goes no, out no. the window. No, I'm saying Yoel gases. Not if you're old, you gas. That wasn't my you point. You said he's 40. That's why he gasses. No, I'm saying he's 40 and he gasses because he's, he looks like a fucking <laughs> Greek god. And, and okay, so he's got the he's, cardio of a Greek salad is what I'm trying so to say. So he gasses <laughs> because he's muscular, not because he's 40. Both. Okay, you combine fucking muscular and age and then you, you have somebody, you have a gas. You have somebody who gasses. Ah. Or if you take a fight on two days notice and go to fucking England. All yeah. right. So now. Yeah. Um, that, that's a fact. Yes, that's, that's a, fact. a fact. Now. Uh, so now Rockhold and Dana White are in this fucking thing where Dana White 
uh, Rockhold said something about Dana White, and then Dana White said, this guy got knocked out in his last fucking fight. Uh, he shouldn't be talking shit about anything. And then uh, Rockhold, in like the first round, he got knocked out. So then Rockhold fucking clapped back, as the kids call it, right? Yes. Uh, Rockhold says, um, you, have to, you, you have to earn your way in this company. Tell me how did GSP earn a middleweight title shot? Think before you run your mouth. So yeah. he, and he puts at Dana White, I never said I deserve a title shot. I said, we, middleweights, deserve clarity. We deserve something to fight for. And then Dana White clapped back at fucking Rockhold and says, look, Rockhold, and I never usually respond, but GSP never lost his title. Biz being GSP and the fans wanted it. Sick to fighting and modeling and leave the matchmaking to us. So this is going on in Twitter right now. between Got put in his place. Who did yes. Rockhold did? Yeah. yeah. They both had pretty good points, but yeah, uh, they did. Dana White definitely dropped the mic. Really? Yeah, uh, he, well, he's, he, he only spits facts. That was a fact. GSP left the game in his prime with the title, so he never lost his title. So when he comes back, he should not, not have to fight as a non-titleist. He, he left as a titleist. I don't give a fuck how many days or years. And months yeah, but he's coming back to fight at a weight class above him. Like, the fight was against uh, Bisbing at 185. He wasn't coming back at 170 against, against uh, Tyron Woodley. It's uh, GSP. <laughs> Like, there's something to be said for people who have paved the wave in history. Right. Yes, but I do understand. But I understand Luke's point of like, Absolutely. Of it's, he, we guy. need to know what the fuck's going on. If people can just retire, great, and then come back and get a massive check for the title fight, then yeah. At a weight class above them. At a weight, yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. But I've been, how long have I been telling you that it's not really a sport? How long, whole, since I've known you. you since you know me. And it's it's all about entertainment. But, so yeah, he talks about the, that you got to earn it too, though. Come on. Are there, are we, can we sit here and name off a few people that have gotten some opportunities oh, that haven't earned it? Man, we can continue yes. for days about it. Name someone. Uh, some, I mean, Chael Sonnen, when he got the title shot against John Jones after mm-hmm. losing to Anderson Silva mm-hmm. at a weight class above him. about the hammer dude, Artem Lab- Labo? But that wasn't a title shot, um, but he didn't deserve that. But it doesn't that. have to be a title shot, oh, just, just anything. And uh, just oh. getting the opportunities in the UFC. Because uh, Van Zant fighting a main main card. Uh, yeah. Sage Northcutt fighting North a main Cut, card. Artem... Ar- shit. Artem... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, there's, there's, there's been... Okay, yeah. So then, you know... T- you don't always have it. to earn it. You don't always have to earn it. Okay, just be so that's favorite. what's going on there. Um, favor isn't fair, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you guys know that, but favor isn't fair. Now, uh, did you watch the press conference last week? I watched clips of the press conference. I don't really sit around and watch men talk on the mic. Okay, well, it was... Um, sorry for everybody else <laughs> yeah. who watched it, uh, unlike Bubba, because he doesn't like well, watching men talk on the mic. You get the clips. You get the clips. Okay, well, during the press conference, Daniel Cormier and John Jones were going at it. Pretty and funny. I like this new Daniel Cormier. This is the... I don't give a fuck about being liked anymore. I'm just going to spitball well, whatever because I want. It, because one, he gave a fuck about being liked. He wasn't being liked. Yeah. So yeah. he stopped caring if you like him or not. And people still don't like him unless you know him. I mean, if you know Cormier, like I know Cormier, he's good people. I mean, he, he puts on the persona of like, I'm trying to do things right. But after but people... But he big time you though? It was... We had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of... It was him just being... Older in the sport of yeah. of yeah, basically me being a young nappy headed kid, he was he he was busting my balls about being that, you know what I mean? And right. I, I probably wasn't the most humble kid meeting him, you know. 
I, I definitely came with humility and after he busts my balls. It was basically what he's doing now. I, I taught him the way. After coming trying to be <laughs> oh, light. So you taught him. Absolutely. Okay, I'm sure I'm sure you can call him and talk to him about it. After coming him. to him with humility and trying to be liked, after I realized that was not gonna give get the way, then I basically was like, Fuck you, I'll do what I want, say what I want, act how I feel. Yeah. And that's what it was. And now he is doing what he wants, saying what he wants and acting how he feels, which is I mean the Bubba J blueprint really but look at Al Quinta Al Quinta Al Quinta Al Quinta I can't yeah, yeah. say his name it's kind of like that like he just I loved his interview the sooner you guys know that I'm good for you the better we'll both be <laughs> uh, Patrice O'Neill was like that with me a little bit where he uh, you know rest in peace he would like bust your balls and then he'd see that you would get upset and then he'd be real nice to you so you'd like him again and then he would bust your balls again he was just one of those guys um, so anyway but the fact is that Cormier said uh, you know he's using the N word very frequently now, and, and and then he says, uh, "Jones, are you going to be sandblasting prostitutes?" Which I don't even know that term existed, sandblasting. Pro- but I, I fucking love it. it sounds right. like a great name of a band or something. Like, what does it mean though? Uh, it means fucking prostitutes, Joe. But but he but sandblasting them. I, I know mean, it's so strange. Yeah, I I, I agree. I hundred percent agree. But it, it's pretty damn cool. Sandblasting pro. I think it's a great term. He's like, are you gonna be sandblasting <laughs> process? And then Jones is like, are you gonna do cocaine? And then Jones is like, man, I partied my ass off on cocaine and beat your ass. It was the best month of my life. I mean, that was a fucking hilarious. Press I beat conference. you two weeks after cocaine. It was a yeah. really good weekend. It's yeah. Like, I mean that, that was, was clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Which is like you know I'm I was half high and I still beat you. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that I'm sober with my mind on, you know. <laughs> now, who do you think wins the rematch? Man, come on, really? really? Come on. No, it's not a come on. It's not as easy as you think. Mm-hmm. But wait, well, you, you're John Jones's friend, and his uh, you guys trained together, right? Yeah, so, we were teammates. So you, you were teammates. Mm-hmm. So you were completely biased in this. Because I've seen him whoop everyone's ass. Uh, okay, he uh, he did not whoop History. Gustafson's ass. History. I've seen. Well, okay, maybe he didn't whoop Gustafson's ass, but I've seen him whoop whoop a lot of people's ass. And I, I mean, he he's he's truly undefeated, like the Matt Hamill. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, come on. And uh, I know where his mind is at now, and I think that mm-hmm. you're going to see the best John Jones you've ever seen. And if you think about the fight, his last fight with Cormier, well. I think you can kind of see what's going to happen. He won. He won three out of five rounds. Cormier won two rounds in that fight. Yeah, but also it doesn't matter. It what did a, he? It was destroy? a different time mentally for Bones, and like he said, it was a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but who, but who's saying he's not going to party again the weekend before? He's not. Come on. Okay. Too much. Too much. Too much in the in the hot water. Like once you've get, gotten into the deep trouble that he's gotten in, so close, and so many people telling you how quickly you could lose your stardom and your your career and all that. I mean, at, at some point you yeah. come to a, a realization point, and I know this with John being on the show with him. It's like I believe he he truly has made this turnaround where it's like, yeah. I got it, guys. Don't worry. Now I'm, and as he as he matures, it, it becomes an understanding of, yeah, I got to get this on the road. Like I don't know. I I think John Jones. You know, I'm a fan of John Jones as, as a fighter, but I still think he has this. I can do whatever the fuck I want and I, and I get away with it because I'm John Jones. No, and, no. Come on, he took one Viagra and he lost a nine million dollar fight. You think that he's not going to be so? He got busted with cocaine, right? Okay. And then a month later. D- Left the scene of an accident, ran back to oh, get right. his drugs, and then after that, he fucking... got his shit together. Really? We don't yeah. even know if it was well, just a Viagra he... or a steroids. We don't. No. We don't... Yes. Yes, you do. They did. They check. They they uh, 
said that it was the whatever pill from I got the Mexican Jones, Viagra. But Cormier will make it a way better fight than most people are thinking. Because Cormier has gotten better. He's the champion. He's got that confidence that is like a whole, you know, one of those rounds that he lost in the last fight because he is the champion might swing the momentum of that. Plus, I mean, he'll actually go into this fight as much as he is not the loved. He'll actually go into this fight as probably the more liked guy, <laughs> you know. I mean, obviously, the Bones Jones riders are going to definitely be like, you know, he's got his shit together. Let's ride Bones' yeah. is back. But also, like, most people are, are a lot of people who are, you know, morally or ethically inclined to say, well, you know, Jones did this to a pregnant lady and that with cocaine. and yeah. But there are plenty so, of athletes, Heather, to contradict me. I'm not, not, look, I don't know. Do I hope John Jones has it together? Sure, I do hope for him. I hope for him and for the sport. But you look at guys like uh, Dwight Gooden, uh, Daryl Strawberry, Lawrence Taylor, um, even Michael Irvin, where over and over and over again, they fucked up and they continue to fuck up. And, and I'm not saying it's a lost cause because there are people out there who have turned their lives around. And, but a lot of times what makes these athletes great is the fact that like, they believe they're the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Mm-hmm. And that's how they behave on and off the field. And unfortunately for Jones, it's just not working. And, well, and, and, and when he's he at that press conference that- and he's saying, I fucking did cocaine and, and I still beat your ass. It was a fucking great party. Woohoo! It, it does well, not seem like he's What that- is he supposed to? And that, when that dude's talking to you, when Cormier's talking to you in that way, that, that is not a time to be remorseful. <laughs> that is a time, as the kids say, which I hate this term, that is a time to clap back. I mean, yeah. I, I don't have time to be respectful and to think about the way the fans feel about me when yeah. my closest opponent and becoming a nemesis is throwing shade all in my direction. I have to take the shade he's throwing and shh shit it on him you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like i gotta take the things that he are ta- is talking about i take it turn around and you you know what you're right i was coked out it's a good point and i still beat you yeah. coked out you know what i mean that that's not a time to be like you got you're right sorry public announcement guys he's right i was coked out and and, I, and i've made my amends for you that have a very I, good point. I truly am sorry yes, for that I, that's I, not i will concede that you're absolutely you know right. i mean he's uh, gone on tour well, I think it's important to take into consideration the first time uh, Jones took the year layoff and he came back and fought uh, OSP. OSP looked like shit. Everybody said DC would beat that John Jones. Yes, and now here he is again taking another year off. Mm-hmm. So how is that going to affect his performance but this he, time? But he's had grappling matches. I mean, he, he he submitted Dan Henderson in one minute in grappling. I mean, yeah. The thing is, though, Jones came back for an OSP, so it was kind of like. Mm. I'll get up for this fight, but I ain't getting up for this fight. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, that plays into it depends on who he's fighting. You know what right, I mean? You right. give him some 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 other guy, he might look shitty. Mm-hmm. You give him that one guy that he he won't want to lose to, you're going to do everything it takes. Yeah, it's first of all, wasn't OSP last-minute replacement, first of all, okay? He's kind of awkward. He's an ogre. He gets hit, and he gets back up, and keeps mm-hmm. coming at you. Mm-hmm. Like, I talked to John after that fight and about that fight, and he was like, exactly. Like, he just... The guy just kept coming. And, of course, you know, you're also he was a little bit hesitant because he does hit hard and he didn't want to accidentally get knocked out and lose that fight. And, yeah. and so it was like he took that just kind of an, as an easy I win. Was at and that fight. And OSP one time clipped him hard and Jones just walked right through it. You know, I'm like, it's a scary motherfucker. hits hard. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard, and he's an athlete. Mm-hmm. No, also in the press conference, Kevin Lee and Kiesa got into it. Uh, that was pretty awesome. Kevin Lee, I like Kevin Lee. Uh, he's oh, Kevin Lee's a man. He's he's a guy teammate. Uh, he's teammate, your teammate. Boy, yeah. He's he's got arrogance. I like Kiesa too, though. Yeah, I like Kiesa cool. also. This yeah. I, this is a tough fight. This is gonna be. Um, they're not giving. I, I don't think the UFC really likes Kevin Lee. Um, ever since he started calling out Northcutt and saying all this shit and kind of making it sort of bringing Were there bringing any repercussions coming from that? I don't know. We're going to ask him. We're going to have him on the show in 15 minutes. But uh, I, I mean, ask him a question. Jesus, uh, I think it's a good fight. I'm excited for that fight. I, I, I could see both those guys winning that fight. Mm-hmm. So I, I like Kies as well. I think he's a really nice guy, but um, and a great fighter, but. Kevin, again, I see him in the gym. I see him training. I see his mentality. You know, is he confident? Is he a little cocky? Sure. Um, But he works his ass off. Like, he really, really trains hard. And I know his coaches. Obviously, I was there for a reason. And I know that they're going to be able to come up with the best game plan to get this fight. I'm a little nervous about Kevin's chin. And he does get hurt a lot in his fights. And Kiesa, but I mean... I think the blueprint to beating Kiesa would probably be the Joe Lozon fight, and it was a while ago, but Lozon had speed on him, and it does seem like Kiesa has a tough time with guys who are faster than him. Uh, Kiesa was faster than Benil Dariush. He, he kind of walked through Dariush. Kevin Lee's fast, uh, so I don't know. It's gonna, but, but if, if Kiesa connects, can he, can, he, can, can he stop Kevin Lee? Uh, also, Weidman Gastelum. Fuck. That fight... Man, I mean, if you would have told me two years ago that Weidman was going to fight Gastelum and that I'd be confused as who was going to win, I'd be like, you're out of your fucking mind. Chris Weidman's a champion. He just beat Anderson Silva twice. He's going to be the greatest of all time. He's this, that. Calvin Gastelum barely won the ultimate, or won the ultimate fighter, but yeah, he's a 170-pounder, possibly 155. Now we're talking Weidman's on a three-fight losing streak. Gastelum has looked amazing against Tim Kennedy, looked amazing against his next fight against uh, uh, Vitor Belfort, uh, is a gamer, is Wyman, seems like he has one foot out the door. Good boxer. Kelvin's a good boxer. Ugh. Tough wrestler. Fuck, Bubba, who wins this fight? Uh, I'm going to go with Gastelum. Uh, I'm biased. <laughs> I like Gastelum better. I'm a friend of Gastelum. I'm an acquaintance of the other dude. Yeah. <laughs> What was his name? Chris Weidman. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'm just but no, nah, I'm 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 biased. I'm not even picking because of MMA. I'm picking because of yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a friend of Kelvin also than Chris. But I like Chris. Uh, Heather, who wins this fight? Uh, I think that they're both skilled, and and if you were to break it down um, scientifically, so to speak, I think you know it could be either way. But uh, just based on the emotional side of things and, and the mental side of things, and that that's going to come into play, I'm definitely going to go with Kelvin. I think he's got a confidence um, that's just getting bigger and bigger every day. And, and you know, Weidman uh, haven't quite seen that from him. It does seem like also Chris gets tired early. It seems like every fight Chris is in second round, he's his, his but jaws he's not open. muscular and he's not old. Yeah, and, uh, right, but but but, but uh, you are okay. So so so. so, um, so right. Are you intimidated by my muscles? No, not at all. So I'm just are saying. Are you sure? I'm not, I don't okay. know. But, but I'm saying so. So I don't know. I, I, I and you're do, older than me. So I, I, I'm just take take a joke. All right. So Chris, uh, <laughs> but but will this be the fight though where Gaston has bit off more than he can chew? Will this be the fight that shows that Kelvin really is a 170 pounder? So what happened with his failed marijuana test? Like. They got he suspended for like two months or something, oh, but it doesn't. It? Yeah, and, and and then his uh, his hey, you're fighting five months. We're gonna suspend you for two. And months. And his win got overturned. 
Oh yeah, to a no contest. Yeah, it's such bullshit. All right, so um, all right, let's yeah, talk when are, about when are these when are these sports organizations going to get with the times of legalizing marijuana? Mm. That's you, what I want to know. Who knows? How so can that be a performance enhancing drug? By the way, have you smoked in the last two years? Almost three years sober, bro. Wow. Almost three, three years. That's pretty amazing. In November will be three years exactly. How, how, how tempted are you to just. Well, I listen to reggae, so I'm pretty sure that, that, like, that doesn't. That's not the most. That's not the music that would keep you away if yeah, you were. Yeah. But. It, uh, it, I mean, I like being where I'm at. You know, I'm I'm in good place mentally, and I'm I'm way more mature than I was when I was smoking weed. Does your wife smoke weed or no? Yeah. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. How often does she smoke? Oh, um, whatever she feels like it. I mean, now some girls get horny when they smoke. You, yeah. uh, your wife? Yes, that's that's a very big problem. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, it's oh, a good, it's a good problem. So she smokes, then she wants to bang. <laughs> like most people. Yes. You Heather, get you, of, you get horny when you smoke. Who said I smoke? Oh, then you'd be horny all the time. Right. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about the fights last week. Did you watch the fights last week? I, I didn't watch the main card. Uh, Heather, you watched the fights last week? I did. Yes. Okay. First of all, let's talk about James Vick. So fucking happy for James Vick. Been on the podcast. He's now 8 and 1. Nice guy. And just a, just a good dude. Uh, and he's right. He needs to be promoted more. That there's a guy they should fucking throw more love to. They never throw any love to James Vick. People don't even know he's in the fucking UFC. Chase Sherman. Uh, that heavyweight fight was awesome. We fought that like fat Mexican dude. The Vanilla Gorilla? The va- no, no. The Vanilla Gorilla is Chase Sherman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him? Yes. Yeah. He fought on one leg. That was a good fight. If the other guy was smarter, he would have just kept kicking him. No, Chase was the guy. You're talking about if Chase was smarter. Whoever the guy is fighting the guy that was on one leg. That was the Mexican dude was on one leg. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. Vanilla Gorilla. Is, is, the that's guy. the white guy. He's vanilla. Are you sure? Yeah. He's, he's the, that's why he's Vanilla Gorilla. Otherwise, he'd be the well, chocolate was, gorilla or the, the other tan guy was gorilla. mixed. Uh, the Mexican dude, no, it was like the Mexican dude was on one leg. He was like the chubby guy. Yeah, he got, kept getting kicked. Yeah. He was in, the, he was in blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, if Vanilla Gorilla was smarter, he would just kept kicking him. By the way, they got to stop doing that, by the way. When they have a black guy fight a white guy, they always go like, this guy's in the black shorts and the other guy. Just say the fucking, this guy's black <laughs> and this guy's white. Uh, it's so stupid. I mean, can, can we just say that? Like, uh, maybe if he's mixed or something, or but just say he's... Like, right? Yeah, I understand that for your everyday at home understanding, but as far as TV goes and being politically correct, so that's probably the the best place to be politically correct. <laughs> but it's so dumb. Like, if Czech Congo is fighting an albino fighter, can we just say that the other guy's white guy and Czech's the black guy? Can we just uh, stop fucking saying? Because sometimes I'll be in like, he's in the maroon and silver shorts and he's in the maroon and blue shorts, and now I gotta fucking learn my colors. To, to it's annoying. It, yeah. Tell me it's not annoying. It is. No, I get it. Like, but when I'm at home and they're like, "Well, who's who?" I'm like, "Yo, it's the black guy." Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't think you can do that on Fox. <laughs> they, they should do that. It's it's so stupid. Uh, so, and then, uh, who else? Uh, the, the girl, by the way, that, that girl, Courtney Casey, uh, you were right about her. I didn't know she was that good. And you said, no, she, when she beat Randa, I didn't know who Courtney Casey was. You, and you said Courtney Casey's a really good fighter. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, she's pretty good. I mean, I know I trained with Claudia, Claudia Gardella um, for that fight when she fought Courtney Casey. And so, of course, I'd gone over some film and, and with my coaches to kind of help with certain positions. Um, but yeah, not an easy fight for Claudia, and wouldn't wasn't going to be an easy one for Jessica either. Yeah, no, I, I was I was really impressed, and uh, this Courtney Casey girl, she's uh, she's she's really good. The up kicks were insane. Yeah. 
That was that was that was really cool. I've, I've yet to see anyone get knocked out by an upkick uh, in, a, in a long time, but she came pretty close. And I think Jessica might have overlooked her. Uh, Jessica, I, I I feel bad for Jessica, but it almost seems like the sport is now sort of passing her uh, a little bit. Like Everyone's just saying that says that when a person you know comes off of a. A two-year layoff from an ACL injury and has a bad fight, they might should they should just retire. I, I didn't say she retire. I'm saying when you're ranked number third in the world and you lose to an unranked opponent, number third. She was ranked number three. She wasn't oh, ranked three. At one point she was. Third. Well, at one point, yeah. Uh, all right, fine. Well, I'm just saying. She, she the other girl. I know Chris Weidman was the champ too. Yes, that's true, and he's old and has muscles. All right, so um, <laughs> now we got to talk about Chaz Skelly, Jason Knight. That was also Jason Knight has the best rubber guard in MMA. Other than Ben Saunders, he really does that 10th Planet thing well, whatever the hell they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing it well. And uh, I, I didn't liked see- Knight. I liked his, his, his grit, um, his, his country boy, uh, get her doing attitude. I really liked him fighting. Now, how do you feel about, like, if you look at his T-shirt, he has the Confederate, didn't like it. The Confederate fuck, flag? Didn't like it. Didn't fuck with it at all. Right, and that's my whole thing. Now, some people will say, listen, you know, it's not a racist thing. It's just a, a yeah. being proud of, the, of where you're from. And but if yeah, it affects anybody, you should change it. Right, that's how I feel. Because people will look at it, and even the intent is not to say, you know, the South will rise again and bring back slavery and whatever else. If people get offended by that and you know that, you just have some fucking consideration. Yes. Right? Yes. Although Jason Knight probably gained a lot of fans by having that. As well. I mean, there's probably a lot of people in Alabama. Oh, who Trump are, supporters. Uh, yeah, who were like, fuck yeah. yeah. But, but he also lost a, a good minority class. of. Are you not a fan of his because of that? No, um, I'm a fan of his because of his fighting style and his, like, I'm a fighter. So first, I like, you know, his grit, all that, but. I didn't like the shirts because of the things that, you know, it represents for my people. Okay, right. And I, and I understand right. that. And I, I was just thinking, Jason Knight, man. Like- but, but they are from an area where that culture is absolutely acceptable, you know, to, you know. I, and I was, and I ain't going to lie. When I saw his group of, of supporters, I just saw white, 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 white. And they for sure have used the N-word once or twice. Oh, in you don't life. know that. Oh, yes, Come I do. On. Oh, yes, I do. Come on. Yes, I Maybe do. Maybe just singing that, along. To that's rap what songs. I was just thinking. I, I, <laughs> that, that was honestly my my thoughts. Like just joking around. I was like, Yo, now, do you get mad when white people sing along to rap songs? Say the n word. No, I don't get a, I don't get offended by the n i g g a. Uh, to me, is if you say the a, it's okay. Right. If you say the e r. We're headed to the ER. To right. me, that's like a, you know, you know how people learn by having catchy things to understand. What if you miss, because when, when, when I was in fourth grade, I saw a map and it said Niger uh-huh. and I, and I, I like missed, missed, it. I, I yeah. missed it up. That's, a, that, that, that's okay, right? That's, yeah, that's a, that's a right. common mistake. Okay, okay, gotcha. Know? But when you are, when you have a lack of understanding of the word and you use it wrong, then as a black man, I have to correct you. I don't have to absolutely beat you up, but I have to school you. Have you ever beat someone up for saying it? <sighs> I probably have. I mean, you, you know you have. What do you mean you probably have? I probably, yeah, no, I did. I definitely did. One of my first <laughs> fights, one of my first fights at Penn State, I beat the hell out of this dude uh, for, for saying that one time. Wow. Yeah. Where, where was this? This was right in front of Canyon Pizza at Penn State in 2007. Somebody said that to you? 
mm-hmm. and then you just you took him down, or did yeah. you, beat, uh, you you keep it standing? Uh, no, I definitely double legged him, and then the cop asked me, you know, where where is my bottle or where is my weapon, and I'm just like, what are you talking about? He's like, that dude's face, and this is the first time I heard it. He's like, that dude's face looks like taco meat. Where's the weapon? And I'm like, these knucks, son, these knucks. And my hands were all bitten No up. way. And yeah, I, I jacked that guy up pretty bad. But also, I, I must say that there was, a, there was a lot of alcohol involved. Now, have you ever had and the sex crowd with, was You ever had sex with a white girl, and she said it to you? No. Oh. Now, if you, let's say you're about to bust. And you're, you're having sex with Heather, right? And then Heather says, oh, B- Bubba, and then starts saying the N-word. Do you stop or do you finish? I'd probably stop. Really? Yeah. Oh, come on. You yeah. know that's a big fetish in the porn world, like racist porn? Yeah, really? Yeah, they have like a, a, a pretty white girl and then like 20 black dudes, and she's like saying the N-word, all this crazy stuff. Do you watch this stuff? Oh, yeah, I've seen a couple of videos. Yeah. Ha- have you masturbated to it? Well, we don't got to go there. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a family podcast. Come yeah. on. <laughs> it's a family podcast. Yeah, no, my pride wouldn't allow me to, to continue that. Wow, good for you, man. If I was having sex with a girl, I'd start calling me Jew or something. I, I, I probably would probably, I would probably finish and, and, and then be like, you, you, you have to leave. And I, I wouldn't pay for her Uber. And I'd be like, because I'm a Jew. <laughs> no, but I, I, that's probably what I would do. Have you ever dealt with racism, Heather? No, no one ever made fun of you for being a Jewish or, or, or having OCD. No. Oh. Okay. Why? OCD is uh, racist. No. All right. So the Alvarez Poirier fight. <laughs> oh man. Uh, that awesome. was that was a good fight. Um, Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, it was a good tough, fight for Eddie. Eddie's the toughest dude I've ever seen in my life. Because he got away with a no contest. But he was out of it. I mean, he was out <laughs> yeah. of it and still fighting. And I don't know if he would have lost that fight. He might have come back and won that Stop fight. Stop it. Come on. He was. Stop I don't it. know, man. He might have won that fight. Stop the ridiculousness that comes out of your mouth as words. Really? You think Dustin definitely would have won that fight? Oh my gosh, he was ten eighting him badly. But he was round. coming back. He was coming. He was mounting well, the comeback. Well, listen, one punch. No, it wasn't. He got one punch off in the. Bar- on the way of dying, he got one shot off. You know what I mean? Like, dude got filled up with a 50 cal, and as he was on his last I breath, he shot his little BB gun and, and nicked the guy in the eye. I had to, did you much. see it? I did. Did you think Eddie could have come back and won that fight? No, he was just, he was way outclassed. Wait, Eddie was going to, wait, but it was Poirier that got hit. No, but Poirier was, was putting it on Eddie, had yeah. Eddie out, and then Eddie was just like fighting on instinct, yeah. but clipped Poirier a couple yeah. times, got the takedown. Yeah. One time. Do you think that Eddie could have won, came back and won if he hadn't done that knee? Oh, if he hadn't, oh. Uh... I mean, I don't know, man. It was back and st- forth. I Thank re- you. I re- Thank you. No. He had just dropped. I mean, look where Poirier was when that illegal knee happened. Whoa. Look, Heather yeah. speaks the truth. That's from his little BB gun shot. That was <laughs> the one punch that got him in that position. That was, yes, that was the one punch that got him in that position. And, and he capitalized on it. But if the gap was widening between who was the better fighter, when you first start, you don't really know who the better fighter is. You kind of guess. As the fight continued to go on, the gap got way, way wider. I don't know about that, man. Watch it again. Just watch it again. Watch how easy, how easy Poirier was just tagging him. And I'm an Eddie. I'm a, trust me. I'm an Eddie Alvarez fan. The wrestler in him, the grit, the, the, the uh, East Coast, Jersey, New York kind of grit and love he's got I'm, I'm down with Eddie but DP the diamond was not playing no games but you watch Eddie Alvarez's fights and so many of his fights 
are like that, where he's hurt, and then he mounts a fucking comeback from hell, and then somehow he ends up coming back and like winning. I mean, it happens all the time with that. Yes, I didn't see that one going that way. That's why we agree to disagree. I don't know. I don't know yep. what happened. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying is that you I can't think he count I think out. he got it. No, I definitely one, don't think you could count it out. I think they were both I mean, it was it was back and forth. Yeah, like Poirier was was putting it on him, but then it was I mean, I came, he came back and, and, and Dustin, he dropped him Dustin and then also is not you know, not that he's not a tough, but he's been dropped by Michael Johnson. Uh, he's been dropped by I think the Korean zombie dropped him. Uh, what's his name? Conor McGregor fucking stopped him. It's not like he's never been hurt before or stopped. Um, now, did it look like he was in better shape than Eddie Alvarez? Absolutely. But uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it it wasn't one of those things where my opinion is watch it again and watch how <laughs> DP was literally on his way to. Embarrassing Alvarez. It really was about to be an embarrassment, but he got away with one. I th- I do think though that he should have been. It should not have went to a no contest. Yeah, no way. There yeah, was three yeah, yeah. strikes. If you if you mess up, if you may do an illegal blow, and I mean that's you got it. Like take. Popovich said this just just two days ago. Have you guys ever heard of manslaughter? It doesn't care what your intent was. If you're driving down the street. And you are texting, and you kill someone, your ass still go to jail. Mm-hmm. Right? Doesn't matter your intent. Your intent might not to be to had need him in the head three times, but you did. Yeah, it's it's like what's like when Joe. So, it's like Joe that time that you brought home a, a tranny. Like what? Like, like your intent was to have sex with a girl, but now you're gay. Right. <laughs> right. Is that kind of the way it goes? All right, so we're going to call Kevin Lee right now, by the way. We're going to call Kevin Lee, one of my favorite people. We have a speaker now, by the way, so we can all hear it. Oh, look at you upgrading life. Uh, yeah, upgrading my life. Well, your call has been forwarded. Oh. He's not upgraded that much because people are still not picking up the fucking phone. All right, Kevin Lee, pick up the phone. Come on, Kevin Lee. All right. Oh, no, Frankie. Actually, we'll call Frankie Edgar first. Oh, that's right. I fucked up. Frankie Edgar. Your call has been right, forwarded. Here we go. Boom. Boom. Here we go. So, anyway, uh, I'll tell you who I was happy for was Steve Miocic because that dude, you know, is such a good guy. He came to my show. I gave him such a hard time for my show making fun of him. He laughed his ass off with his brother. And he's a nice guy. And he's one of those guys. He's the heavyweight champion of the world. And he's a full time fireman. Like, where do you fucking see that? Like, where do you see fucking Kobe Bryant? Oh, he's on the Lakers and he's a fireman. Or LeBron James is a, is a champion and he's a fireman. I mean, being a heavyweight champion is a full-time job as it is. The dude Your is, call has been forwarded to an automated voice message. All right, so Frankie. Uh, I mean, that's, to me, that's... Are you trying to call Kevin and Frank? I'm calling, I'm calling Frankie first. I mean, that's pretty damn special. Uh, and Maybe try calling Kevin since he's Oh, well, I, I, I told Frankie at 8 o'clock first, so I'm going to call Frankie first. Because oh, he's on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I, I, I like Stipe a lot. I think he's a, he's a good dude. I and, don't know. Uh, he's, a, he's a nice guy, and I wish the UFC would get behind him more. Uh, I don't know that they will, but, you know, if they, if they put half the amount of press behind Sage Northcutt as, <laughs> as they put to Stipe Miocic... Everybody would know how good of a guy and how great Steve Miocic is. I mean, a three-time, a three-sport athlete in college, it's hard to do fucking one at one sport in college. 
He's a Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice Fuck, man. No one's picking up the fucking phone. All right, so uh, what else we got uh, this week? Uh, what, what are the fights? Oh, who did you think won, by the way, the Masvidal-Maya fight? I thought Masvidal won. I, really? I did. I think, you know, with the new rules, I think with the old rules, it, Maya won. Maya? Yeah. Um, but I think with the new rules, it's like, Who's ever doing the most damage? I think you know he did, was in a dominant position, being on his back, but he wasn't striking him. He wasn't. He wasn't. He had like a body lock. He wasn't even using his legs to strike. You know, from the back. So, I think in the end, Maya. I mean, uh, Masvidal did a lot more. It was tough to call. It was a tough one. I think Maya won. I gotta watch it again. Oh. I, I hey, Frankie Edgar. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on, man? I'm here with Bubba Jenkins, Heather Joe Clark, my man Joe Perez. Congrats on the on the big win, man. That was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. What's up, fellas? What's up? What's up? Congrats, man. That was awesome. Especially the fact that he's a young blood and he was talking mad shit, and you got to do what Edgar does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, hey, definitely. I had to let him know. <laughs> I mean, seriously, now, where do you rank that as far as your biggest wins? I don't know, man. I don't even look at it like that anymore. You don't even uh, remember that fight. I mean, it felt it, it felt really good. I was able to get out of there really with any uh, any injuries getting nicked up or anything. So that's a good one for right now. No, it was it was awesome. And you know, I was saying that's going to happen. I'm like, no, this kid is good. He's flashy. He's this. He's that. But he's never fought a grinder like Frankie Edgar, a guy who's been in there with with the best in the world and who's beaten the best in the world. <laughs> and that's it's exactly what happened. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, no, thank you. I, you know, I know I had to kind of take it to him, close that space. Uh, you know, we were ready. My coaches always do a great job of making sure we uh, cover all the bases, and we definitely did for this one. Did you feel disrespected at all by the UFC, by people that they were kind of almost putting you in gatekeeper category, and you were <laughs> like, "No, fuck that. I'm not ready for that." Yeah, no, nah, you know, I don't, I don't sweat, sweat. You know, that's kind of the way this business works. These are younger guys. They got to build them up. You know, they're the future, but. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess it's kind of crapshoot for them sometimes. You know, they don't know if uh, who's always gonna gonna pan out. But you know, if he, if he did win, it would have looked good for them. But uh, we had to pull the brakes on that one. No, it was awesome. Now you sprinted to the octagon. I, I never saw anybody more excited to get into the cage to fight. Was that is, is that what you usually do, or is that was this like a new thing? No, nah, I always run to, to the cage. Uh, I can't help it. It's kind of the wrestling days. You run out. And, you know, I, I, you know you wait, you're waiting 10, 8 weeks to fight this guy. I don't want to wait a second longer. So it's, if, I, if I can make it any quicker, I always do. Yeah, no, it was, it was honestly, I was going crazy. I, I, I was super happy. Now, how do you train for a guy like, uh, a guy like Yair with his, like, karate background? Yeah, I mean, luckily, I, you know, I've been training with Edson Barboza and Mom Mariah the past five years. And, you know, they throw some of the nastiest kicks in, in the sport of MMA. I brought in uh, Martin Day, he's Hawaiian, you know, uh, really a Taekwondo specialist. I think he's like 6-0, 7-0 as an MMA fighter himself. So he actually helped get BJ ready for a year, and uh, that's how he found him. He gave me a you know, phenomenal look. I had him out for about three weeks, got a, you know, several sparring testings with him. In, with him. So that, that helped me out big time. No, it was awesome. Um, now, do you, a, lot of time, a lot of people were saying that that's how the Connor fight would have went if you fought Connor. Uh, is that how is that how you think it would have went? Uh, you know, I mean, he's a different fighter, but yeah, I mean, I, I like to think I could do that to, to a lot of people. Um, you know, and, and that might be the way me and Connor would have went down. Yeah, for sure. 
I was I was so happy, man. I was like, I mean, you're right there. Uh, you're now fighting the winner, right, of Aldo uh, versus um, Holloway. Who do you think wins that fight? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's tough, tough one to call. Holloway's been on such a tear. You know, he's really coming into his own. And Aldo, not too long ago, was was talking about retirement. So who knows how you know is how his heart is heading, his head is heading into this fight. Um, but yeah, that, that's gonna be a tough fight. I, I don't know if I'm definitely getting the winner. I mean, I believe I should get the winner, and you know, I'm gonna lobby for it. So uh, I'm just hoping for the best at this point. Uh, did Did you watch the uh, the fight before that between Alvarez and Poirier? I, I was in the back, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, you know, Eddie's my teammate. Uh, you know, Mark and Ricardo were in his corner, obviously. So I would, I had my eyes on it. So it's always tough to to focus so much on that when you're you're pretty much the next fight. But uh, yeah, I was calling for him. Now it was a crazy fight. Both guys came and really brought it down. Yeah, and I was saying that I think Eddie was was mounting a comeback. Bubba says that he doesn't think that's what would have happened. He said he think Poirier would would have finished him. I'm like, I don't know, man. No, see, well, yeah, first of all, you can't ask I mean, a, a New Jersey, New Yorker guy how he feels about Eddie Alvarez because yeah. it's going to be biased by location alone. <laughs> yeah, Plus, I'm definitely biased. I'm definitely biased. But believe it or not, I'm, I'm, I'm buddies with Dustin. He's a, he's a stud, too. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I, that's Eddie fight, man. Typical Eddie fight. I mean, poorly has been in fights like that, too. That's why I, I was so interested in that matchup. They're kind of two of the same guys. But uh, that's Eddie's way, man. He gets rocked. Sometimes he doesn't start fighting until he's a little dinged up. And uh, he was coming on, you know, pouring on heavy at that moment. But I would have liked to see that fight go on. Obviously, maybe they'll go run it back. Those two guys. Now the the the, uh, the the Connor Alvarez fight. Now you you train with Eddie. I'm sure those probably are legendary sparring sessions. You guys are both monsters. But when you see the way Connor fucked up Eddie, does that discourage you? And like think to myself, oh shit, maybe this dude is on a level. Or does that just, you know, MMA math doesn't really work? And just because he beat. Eddie, that way doesn't mean how that's how your fight would have went with him. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't look at that at all, and you know, I, I, I ain't sweating anybody. You know, I don't care how any of their previous fights go. I always give myself, a, you know, the benefit of the doubt. But uh, you know, Eddie definitely didn't follow the um, the game plan in that fight. He'll tell you that himself. I kind of think Eddie laid an egg. I don't take anything from Conor, man. He he is special. He puts guys away with you know with, with minimal minimal uh, effort at times. Um, but, you know, I, I've seen fights where Conor looked great, and I've seen fights where he struggled. So, you know, I, I don't see any reason why I can't make him struggle, too. Do you think he's going to come back to 45? I don't know, man. I don't know who knows if he comes back to MMA at all. I mean, he makes his big payday with Floyd. Shit, he might just be chilling. Yeah, and, I mean, how do you think that, that Floyd fight, I think it goes, Floyd gets him out of there in four or five rounds, if that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I can't really call that. Uh, like if I had to bet all my money, I'm, I'm betting it on Floyd without a doubt. But I'll probably throw some on McGregor. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I think it's like sixteen to one. Uh, but yeah. when you, I mean, when you got Edgar money, you could you can spend on a little bit on both sides. <laughs> I don't know about Edgar money, man. <laughs> Speaking of which, you, you you took a bunch of guys to Bahrain, and you were you were the head of the Bahrain wrestling team or something. What the fuck happened? Why were you in Bahrain? No. um... Shea Khaled uh, from Bahrain um, is, you know, really into MMA. He started an MMA organization called KHK MMA. And actually, he recently just started Brave uh, Promotions. Brave uh, Promotions, I believe they had six, six fights so far. Um, you know, Kazakhstan, Bahrain, India, Brazil. I believe they're going back to, to Brazil in July. So I, commenta- I commentate for them. So that's the connection there. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then, but okay. So you, did, you, did, you, did you train out there? 
or I did. I did when uh, what, like when we all kind of introduced him, when he introduced the team to the media and everything. Um, I, I did train out there a little bit. I've actually been to Bahrain twice. I, I've, I've done comedy for the U.S. military out there, and uh, it's a it's yeah, a it's one, one of the biggest bases in the Middle East out there, I believe. Yeah, it, it was kind of fun, but it was interesting. Did you did you go to that karaoke bar where there's like all these Filipinos there and, and just? Yeah, yes, yes, I've been there. <laughs> it's funny, man. It's definitely a trip. Oh, it's hot as shit out there, too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, now, how's the wife and kids? Everybody's doing good, man. Kids are uh, enjoying this, this weather turning. Hopefully, uh, get some good summer weather on the East Coast. You know how that goes. Now, your three kids are Francisco, Santino, and Valentina. Could you make them any more Italian? Like, like what was... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. You know, my, my oldest, Francesco, that's, that's my, my grandfather's name, so right. that was kind of respect to him. And then Santino always liked, and Valentina seemed to just fit, so we kept the wrong one. <laughs> right. Now, you're, you're, you're a two sons wrestle, and I, I remember I, uh, I hit you up one time to do the podcast, and you said your daughter had her play. So she, and I go, oh, I'm sure she's going to kill it. You're like, she's two. Uh, what, was, yeah. <laughs> what, what was the play? Oh, it was uh, Dr. Seuss' play. So, you know, she had like, a little bit of lines. It was, uh, again, she's two years old, so as long as she got up there, it's, it's all I need. So it, it was cool. I was actually, she was like one of the first ones. I went to grab her off stage, and I'm like, she's like, oh, no, you can't take her. She's, just, she's at the end, too. I'm like, damn. <laughs> they had to sit through all of them two-year-olds, you know? <laughs> That's hilarious. Now, uh, your, your, your kids are wrestling. Are you, you going to have her wrestle or no? Hell no. Uh-uh. She, uh, uh, so she'll do jiu-jitsu, actually. My, my wife just started doing jiu-jitsu about a year ago, and she's a three-stripe white belt, so... I'll get my daughter in some jiu-jitsu, I think, eventually. Nice. Your wife is smoking hot, by the way. She came to my comedy show. She was super nice. And they, so Frankie came to Jersey. And then they like, hey, tomorrow we're having a party. Will you do comedy in our kitchen uh, during the party? And I was like, it was, I, was like I had something. I'm like, I don't know, but thank you. I, I almost did it, too. I was like, that actually would have been a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> so now, 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 are you still working at, uh, at uh, Rutgers as the assistant coach? No, I'm still involved with the program. I help them I, uh, whenever I can. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I'll work out with those guys or I'll have some of them guys come down and, uh, and work out with me. Uh, it's nice to train with, you know, Division One wrestlers whenever you can. Yeah, of course. Uh, now, Jones Cormier. I think DC is going to take it. Heather says John Jones. Uh, Bubba says John Jones. Who do you like in that uh, rematch? You know, uh, man, John Jones, I think... When he, before he left, he probably, you know, pound found the best to do this. But um, it's just tough to say. He's been away for so long. DC's one of, I think, one of the most, one of the best uh, strategic fighters that we've got in the sport. I think uh, he could find a way and maybe get it done. But that's such a tough one to pick, really. I, I, I hope so. I hope so for the sake of goodness. Uh, now, as far as uh, TJ Dillashaw, Cody No Love, who do you like in that fight? Um. I guess I got to go Cody. I think Cody's in his head, you know. Uh, teammates, from what I hear, I guess he already knocked him out once. I don't know if it's true or not, but, uh, you know, you watch the show a little bit. It seems like Cody's got the mental edge, but you never know. I mean, sometimes it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then uh, Bisbing Romero. You know, Bisbing Romero, that's happening? Uh, they're, they're saying that's going to happen. The odds are already out on it. I'm, I'm going to go with Bisbean. I think Bisbean's going to shock some people and, uh, and get it done. Thank you. That's what I said. I said Romero's going to gas after two rounds, and Bisbean's going to take it. 
but I think Bob- Bisbee is one of the most underrated guys out there. I mean, he brings a, a crazy pace. He's always in shape, throws a lot of volume. But Romero can definitely get him out of there within the first two. If he doesn't, I think it's Bisbee. That's what I said. Do you see that me and Frankie, we have the exact same picks yeah. on, on all these fights. You guys are two peas in a pot, exactly. I tell you. Similar. Yes. So uh, similar. Do you have any questions for Frankie Edgar, Heather, Joe Clark? <laughs> um, I don't have any questions, but I'm not, I don't think I've ever met you, Frankie, and I, I, I am a big fan. I think that you are uh, pound for pound, you know, one of the best fighters in the world. And I often try to emulate, you know, some of your footwork and... Um, I often think about randomly, but like think about that movement and, and that side to side movement and how you, I just appreciate how you keep people guessing. And uh, even though like they know what you're going to do, it's like they can't stop it. And that's just really impressive. Well, thank you. Thank you a lot. That means always, always means a little more. It's coming from your peers. So I appreciate that. Ah, thank you. And Bubba, any questions for the great Frank Yeager? Nah, man. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. You know, you know where you're headed. You know where you want to be. And, you know, you're right around the corner from getting that clap back at uh, Jose. So. Now, straight wrestling match. Who wins, you or Frank Yeager? I beat, I beat Edgar by six points. Frankie, do you agree with this or no? <laughs> six, wait, so how many points? How many? Six points, he says he beat you in a straight wrestling six. match. I don't know. This is a fight, man. I don't know, man. I don't wrestle. I mean, I, he, he's more, more probably. I don't know. I, I'll give him a good go. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a good hand. I'll give him the hand raise. <laughs> Come on, this is a four-time. Na- I mean, it was the national champion, but but Frankie was a four-time qualifier. You weren't a four-time qualifier, Bubba. You're right. So, You're right. I was yeah, off smoking weed not, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he, got the, he got the chip, man. That's what me. That's what means. So. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, listen, Frankie, man. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Big fan of yours, man. Uh, are you going to be in uh, Vegas in July? Vegas is right now. I don't, I don't know yet. I, I'm, I'm becoming for Brave sometime in July, so I got to see how that works out. Right. Okay. Well, if you're in Vegas in July, I got a show there, uh, fight weekend, and I would love to see you, man. Hey, Frankie, why haven't yeah, you? Um, if I'm out there, I'll catch you. I'll catch you for sure. My Definitely. question is, why haven't you done the Ultimate Fighter show as far as a coach? I have once. Okay. I'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, why, that's probably why I didn't remember it. You weren't trying to do it. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, guys. Take Have care. A good night. Thanks. Bye. Take care, Heather. Take Bye. care. All right, that was the great Frankie Edgar. Fucking nice, humble dude. Totally. That's, that's exactly. Family guy, like really cool. He's just, I don't know. He's um. He's just a great example, I think, of, of again, that professionalism and that athlete. Uh, he is, I think, one of the, not underrated, but kind of underrated. Like, yeah, you no, know what I mean? Like, he just doesn't get the credit. Up. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. get the credit that I think he deserves. And, man, he's, he's solid. I seriously think that he would have beat Conor McGregor. I, I know people think I'm crazy because of how good Conor has looked in just knocking people out. But when have you ever seen Frankie fight a dumb fight? Like, even the fights he's lost to Ben Henderson, you could argue he won both those fights. To Jose Aldo, you could argue he won the first fight. It was very, very close. They were very close technical fights. And they, and they could have went, and they were very close. He's not the kind of guy to go out there and, and make mistakes. He doesn't make mistakes. Uh, he, he's not the best athlete in the UFC, but he's probably the best, has the best fight IQ. Even the fight against Jeremy Stevens when he, lost, when he won, he got rocked, almost finished, and he turned it into a wrestling match, mm-hmm. and he got the W. Now, a lot of guys would have turned to a brawl and, and lost, but uh, he, he's, he's one of those dudes where he's a smart, 
smart fighter. And I don't, and I, yeah, obviously Connor hits you, you're going down, but it might be one of those things where Connor doesn't get to hit him. He's kind of on his back the whole fucking time. And, uh, and for, I mean, even the BJ Penn fights, how, I mean, he, he out BJ, BJ Penn. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, but people will, maybe we'll never know. I don't know if Conor ever, McGregor is ever going to make 145 again. I second your analysis. You do? On this opinion and this opinion. <laughs> and this opinion only. Uh, thank you. Hey, uh, Joe, I think uh, Mayhem is here. Can you go get Mayhem at the door? Oh, thanks. Yeah, Mayhem. Thank only you. an hour and 21 and counting minutes he, late. He like makes you look early, actually. Yes, he uh, does. He does a good job. Have you been watching the new Ultimate Fighter, by the way? Yes, I, uh, I think I'm... I think I have not watched last week's. Maybe I have. I, I think I might be caught up. It's great. At this point. By the way, no. your teammate lost. Yeah. Uh, I like your teammate, Johnny Nunez. Yeah. Now, after he mm. lost, I think he was. Nunez is a typical um, wrestler. wrestler, but also one of these guys who gets in his own worst enemy. You could just see it. You could, you could just see it. He, even the fights where he's lost, he, oh, well, I fought this guy, but I took the fight on short notice. Or I, oh, I fought this guy, but he, at the time, was ranked number four in the world. Oh, I fought this. He always has an excuses, which I understand why, and I do the same thing a lot of times with comedy. Oh, I, dude, the fucking crowd was dead. Or, oh, the guy before me was a fucking, had a, had a, had a goat or something, whatever, the, or a fucking chicken. Or, or you know, they, they were Mormons. In the, but eventually, you just have to say, I fucking had a bad set. And eventually, mm-hmm. you say, I, I lost. And that's it. Yeah. Um, because it, when you keep making excuses, you keep letting yourself off the hook. And I knew that Nunez, before that fight, was making excuses as to why he lost his previous fights, that this dude's in trouble. Um, I feel like he's a... Uh, I don't mean this in disrespect, because I, I like Johnny, but I think he's a gym, gym hero. Yeah. Well, then that's probably why he keeps getting picked for the ultimate fighter, because the people are probably in their ear going, no, this guy's... I think it's because he lives in Las Vegas, and it's easy... To that, get him there, maybe, maybe, but also, and, he, and people like him, and he, you know, he's cheaper, a good-looking guy, <laughs> cheaper. Like him, look, now afterwards, Misha all you gotta Tate, do is Uber him over, and he's in the show. Now it looked like after the fight, Misha Tate was gonna bang him, or at least blow him. Like, like she came over after the fight and was consoling him, giving him a massage, a fucking rub and tug. Like, now what? What happened? Is there any truth to this, Heather? I didn't see. Actually, I didn't watch the episode. <laughs> okay, but but did it, okay. Well, did you see the episode? Yeah, I saw. Did it look like Tate was a little bit more hands-on than some people? Well, she's a teammate of a guy who just took a loss. Yeah, uh, he looked very sad. Yes, and needed some consoling. And I think Misha was willing to console. It looked like time. a porno. Come on, did it not look like fucking I some? I, my eyes did not see in that All right. light. Alright, well speaking of uh, uh, good times, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. The mission is to make incredible home cook cooking accessible to everybody and they achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. They've established partnerships in over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S. And as a result, their seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Uh, their beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals. Listen, cooking together st- builds strong family bonds. Me and my girl, we had a Blue Apron night last week. We made three meals, and these were delicious. And I'm a horrible chef. And I feel like I'm fucking Emerald Lagasse when it comes to Blue Apron, okay? Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. Those who spend a lot at restaurants or at high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal. I'm telling you, 
I, it was delicious. Trust me on this. You, it, you make these food. The meals are less than 45 minutes. It's delicious. Uh, you bond together. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference. It's important to know where your food comes from. You got to check out Blue Apron, okay? It's affordable, less than $10 per person per meal. Uh, there's a variety, and uh, it's flexible, and it's easy. So guarantee Blue Apron's freshness, guarantees promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook, or they'll make it right. Yes, uh, thank you. Check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free uh, with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash MMA roast. So, the great Mayhem Miller just showed up uh, an hour and 20 minutes late, uh, but he's here. Uh, he's here with a beautiful lady. I don't know who she is, but seems very beautiful. Um, Mayhem, how are you? He's got to take a piss. Uh, he, got, he got me a gift. Uh, macaroons. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, ma'am. I was beginning to think he kidnapped Joe for a second. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, he, now, Joe this week, by the way, there are some time. good fights this week in Bellator. Uh, I know Bubba is excited about this. Uh, so... Uh, Bellator fights this week. There's actually some Did good we fights. Go over all the fights already? Uh, we went over most of them. Oh, but not all of them. Not all. Uh, what, what, what do we miss? Uh, we did the Edgar. Obviously, he was there. Um, wasn't there another girl fight? There was. Uh, we went to over Joanna and went, went oh, over. Oh, we the, didn't talk about. Then no, we didn't talk about the Joanna. Uh, oh, Joanna. Okay, well, Joanna Yunjunchek. Yeah. I think that's how you say okay. it. Yep. Um, what do you think about that? Because I was I was actually expecting a much different fight. I think she is in a different class. That other girl, uh, Jessica Andrade, I thought was the girl to give her the most problems. I did too. And Joanna um, is just such a good striker, and she made the other girl look amateurish. Uh, the other girl couldn't impose her will on her. Joanna figured her out. But okay, was that just lack of game plan or lack of ability? I think that Andrade didn't have a plan B. I think that her plan A was to bully her, come in there swinging. And, and close the distance and just throw bombs. It just and didn't make sense to me. It was like, it was like okay, yeah, like you said, no plan B. Like, obviously, this isn't working first round, second round, third round. Like, something needed to change. And she was having, like, this amazing success getting that single leg and then using it for this horrible takedown that, like, you got that single leg. Why not go up to the body lock? Why not go up go just, a, you know, like a, a, a low single or, um, you know, a dump? Like, she just would go for this high super powerful move to drop her on her head and then it was like she couldn't hold her down I don't know it just my opinion is that what probably happens so in the confused. gym she just she bullies everybody all the girls in her division and her her gym I'm sure that's not the case I'm sure she goes with guys too Adam okay but she doesn't go with all right well maybe they're not giving her good looks because it seems like it was the case of like that's how she won her last three fights of just going in there like Jessica Penny and bulldozing her uh, against uh, she didn't do that with Angela didn't do with Angela right but she didn't have a plan B the, somebody her coach needed to say listen what you're doing is not working you're getting the leg try, take, try a different takedown try to go and, to a uh, double try to she didn't have it, it. I, I don't know I'm I think, so confused really you've never yeah. seen a fighter not have a plan B in a fight um I don't I mean yeah I guess but I'm just it's a title fight and you know we've all seen that Joanna is very difficult to take down. So I would assume that that was something that they had. Um, like that takedown was something that she worked a lot, but it's like, if that's not working, there's got to be another takedown that's uh, I think, working. I think right? it was stubbornness too. Stubbornness uh, probably as well. Bubba, your thoughts? 
I didn't see the fight. I just keep hearing about how dominant the champ was. The other girl won the first round. Yeah. Um, but then it was one of those cases where the other girl, Joanna, was keeping her distance, landing kicks, landing jabs. I, I saw. I, I actually watched with the sound off. Um, but it just seemed like it, it was like, okay, you're not getting to her, but you keep doing the exact same thing. Do you often watch with the sound off? No, but for some reason, uh, there was a comedy show going on, so I had to put the sound off while I looked down and Oh, still it. in jokes, are we? What? What? Nothing. Yeah, Anyways. Yes, okay, Mayhem Miller just took a dump in my bathroom. Uh, what's going on, buddy? No, listen, man, I didn't take a shit. What's up, my brother? What's up, God, How are you? America, it's good to be black. <laughs> hey, uh, I am fucking awesome.com backslash yes. Mayhem Miller Industries. Yes. Thanks for having me on again after last time's debacle. No, last time you were great. I was? Yeah, yeah, last it was here. Last time you were great. Time. It was the time before that. Was, things were a little strange. What but, happened? Uh, I forgot what happened. Yeah, me too. So but, uh, yeah, I know that. I like your visitor, high school visitor pass. That's thanks. Great. Thanks a lot. Now, I, yeah, I heard you went to high school there. today. I did. I did. The is, it, is that stop community? before you start program. <laughs> is that part of community service? Or I know. Yeah, that- I actually made that joke. I was saying, hey, I'm not here for community service. <laughs> I came now, here on my own. No, really? No, no, yeah. no, like, it wasn't part... No, what high school was like, okay, no offense, but like, you know, some, some shit has been a little no, rough. No, no, go ahead. Uh, okay, say what you so, were trying to say. I'm just saying like, okay, so you, I think it's great to go to a high school. <laughs> Don't but, be stuttering like, now, though. Who, who approved it? Did you just show up at the high school or were you booked? Or? Yeah, I just, you know, <laughs> you know, I wandered onto campus with uh, an assault rifle and, you know, I mean, in today's America, they just welcomed me with open arms. <laughs> so what happened, for real? No, I'm involved with this program wearing a shirt. Yeah. Stop before you start. Nah, it's it's a really good organization that like has like a man really solid leadership. This guy is uh, really passionate about stopping kids. The like, you know, you, it's real easy to spin off into the damn ditch, as uh, I well showed them <laughs> uh, on TMZ for the last you know couple of years. But you know, uh, it's just uh, a chance for me to maybe sway some young people who might be at risk of, of getting in trouble, you know, because it's so easy. To, you know, it's like from from one bump to suddenly you're sucking dick for coke. Is that what you, you told know? these kids? <laughs> you know, I, I had to tone it down over there. I know on MMA Roasted, I can say whatever yeah, of I course, want. of course. Because we on the internet. Right, right, right. And uh, hopefully you don't lose your baby bell cheese. No, but you're, you're good with kids. You actually spoke to my wrestling team uh, yeah. and, like, and, you know, inspired them as well, so... Did I? Yeah, yeah. They were all excited uh, about meeting you, and you told everybody to. I go told out them, there. "Don't grow up to be a cowboy." And, yeah, know, right. You know. It's, so, it's by, a tough life. So, by, so, speaking of which, uh, before that, you came. We were talking about how the GSP versus Biz, versus Bisbing fight is off. What? Yeah. Uh, oh well, that means now you're a guy who fought hmm, both those guys. I did. Who did you see winning that fight? Well, I mean, the smart money is on Michael Bisbing to um, you know play a technical game, and uh, you know, kind of. Avoid the takedowns by jabbing and, and but dancing. But isn't that what GSP's so good at is the technical game? Well, yeah, absolutely. But you have a bigger athlete like by a, like a head. You know what I mean? Like he's one head taller than GSP. Should make and, it easier uh, for him to take GSP to take him down, you though. You think so. You think so. But I shot in on this long-legged black kid in high school wrestling. <laughs> this guy, I said, oh, he's tall. I'm just going to shoot a little single. <laughs> what an idiot. This kid just like... <laughs> He just hip checked me right to the floor because, you know, as soon as I shot in, he was ready. You know, right. he was waiting. And, you know, when you're taller, you have the 
advantage of being able to uh, you know reach a farther distance now with wrestling that means you can keep them off you and prepare for the sprawl but with mma you can keep that jab out there all damn day you know you keep uh tagging the guy and those little points start to add up you know and and we've seen gsp ugly and it's not a pretty sight now when you fought gsp and he was punching you you were laughing at him yeah uh was that what was your thought process i get in a zone man (laughs) I get into this. Once I'm in that zone, I feel no pain. Rather, and I mean, we should trying to like psych him out, saying your punches don't hurt. You're a fucking kind of uh, thing. You know, it was mostly I was just having a fucking blast. You know, I was having fun. Uh, you know, excite. You know, the excitement of being in front of all them people, and just just this burning desire I have to let the world know about my martial arts was just like carried me through. I was a zombie. I was just like. Going through the motions, you know, doing exactly what the training told me to do. And, and that night, you know, I fell short. I got I lost a decision. But, uh, you know. You gained, gained so many I gained fans. a lot of fans. And I gained a lot of respect. And, and my dad even uh, gave me a hug for the first time. Now, now, your parents, when you were young, you kept getting into fights in school. So they had, you had to move 40 miles away yeah. to go to a school that you were accepted in. Man, you know all about me. Uh, <laughs> now, now, when you're, now, were they pissed they had to move because of you? <laughs> yes. I mean, <laughs> you think, I mean, damn, I, I can't even believe they kept me as a son, really. <laughs> I mean, at some point, it's like, you know, diminishing returns. Like, well, this kid better do something with his life because we're putting a lot of damn effort and seeing nothing back. <laughs> You know, I, I feel that way sometimes coaching because, you know, the guys, uh, I put in all this effort and this guy don't give a damn. Well, the fact that you made him carry a chair around outside or something the last time you were saying. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that little fat boy was never listened. And I so I just, instead of, uh, yeah, I said, all he wanted to do was play. He just wanted to goof off the whole time while we were training. So I said, oh, you want to goof off? Carry this chair. Back and forth. And then in front of his mama. And his parents complain, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think I got fired from Rampage Gym because of that. <laughs> Just because of a chair. Right? It, 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 was, it wasn't because of the it whole SWAT like team a incident? wax on, wax off type of thing. You know sure what I mean? the SWAT team Just had your... something to do with it. <laughs> but yeah, my... my uh, Chair punishment, probably. I mean, I just made him carry it. That's what I'm saying. But think about like like a karate kid, right? He's got to wash the car, right? He's got to wash whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the. I've never seen that. What are you you talking about? about Like the the karate kid. You know, the old movie, the karate kid, and the the wax on, wax off, and he's got to like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not talk dirty, okay? (laughs) It's a family show. It's the karate kid. That's the second time I've heard that today. I mean, I've been yeah. thinking about wax off since I met you. Family yeah. show. What? Now, mind if I eat a banana? No, go ahead. Now, one of the funniest... Why would I mind that? Now, one of the funniest stories I've heard that I don't think you know that I know. Uh-oh. So, uh, we have a mutual comedian friend, right? Who? Augustino, right? Oh so, he, so, Augustino tells me, hey, I'm doing a podcast with Mayhem. No. You think it's a good idea? So, I, I said, sure, you know, just, just try to make sure you do it like... Make him come to you because he lives, you know. Okay, so then he tells me, all right. I goes, live in Orange County, right? Okay? So then the he, richest county in the richest nation in the richest state in the richest fucking. All right, so then it's he, rich. It's so a then nice he calls place. me and tells me, dude, next day, you never believe what happened. I go, what? He goes, so Mayhem calls me, we're doing a podcast. So we go to this house and we walk in the basement, right? And then all of a sudden, the guy who owns the house. Like I guess he was drunk when he told Mayhem you could have a podcast at my place, oh. so, but he was drunk. So then Mayhem just starts doing a podcast at some stranger's house. So the guy comes out with a shotgun 
and puts it to your face. It's and you, inaccurate. And then you said, I will die for this podcast. It's inaccurate. Uh, That's completely inaccurate. Uh, uh, what happened? <laughs> it was a pistol. It was a forty-five. <laughs> And I was like, go ahead and shoot me. I know I'm going to heaven. Right. But so, so you had basically broken into someone's house and I started didn't break into his fucking house. We had a prearranged time, eleven o'clock. All right, okay. At eleven o'clock, <laughs> I started clicking clock clock on the computer to crank this shit up and he said, No, no. And I was like, No. <laughs> hey man, we had an agreed upon time. And then he put his hands up and I said, Oh, what, you gonna fight me? Yeah, bad idea. No, and he went, no, no. <laughs> and then he stomped him up the stairs. And I went, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Get your gun. I don't give a shit. And then he came back with the gun. <laughs> and then he pointed at me. And I said, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and shoot me. So Augustino was like shitting a brick, right? And he was saying yeah. that he'd never seen this before. But just, just, you should put it over there. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. No, it's a comedian's house. You got to put the banana peel on the floor. <laughs> Now, uh, now, Mayhem, uh, your, your last fight, uh, you came in 24 pounds heavy. 29. 29 pounds, yeah. uh, which is one of, my, uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. You, you weigh in, it says you're 29 pounds. You get off the scale and take off your shorts and weigh back in. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, no, and they, no, no, and they ruined the joke, too, because they rushed me off the stage because I was like, it was so embarrassing for the organization. And, you know, we're in Italy, man. It's mafia ties. And they like... Uh, I had another step to that joke where I was going to take down my, my, my pants and I had some fucking leopard skin bikini briefs, but they rushed me off the stage. So, you know, no. I mean, I guess me being 29 pounds overweight yeah. was, was good enough. Now, the fight, you won the first round. Oh, yeah. I, you, know, I, you know, I fell off a bar stool into that fight, so I'm surprised I even won a round. <laughs> what do you mean? Honestly. I mean, I signed that contract hammer drunk. And I was just like, ah, whatever. Maybe I'll go to Italy. I, I don't even know. Yeah. It was a dark time. Right. Now, yeah, now so. I remember your corner at the time, which was... Uh, Please remind us again uh, how Matt Horwich was reading the Bible. Yeah, he was reading, the, he was reading the Bible yes. during, and then during when the I, fight. And then when I sat... And then when I was mounted or like uh, almost mounted on the guy, I was like in the half guard, I think. I look up to my corner and go, how much time? Because I planned on busting a fat move. And then my corner went, What? <laughs> <laughs> and in between rounds, I think these guys were like giving each other Dutch rudders. But I don't know. But now you're doing okay. It's like you got your life straightened back oh, out. Oh, I got my shit straight, man. You know, I just you know. You look. You look like you're in good shape. Well, I'm in great shape. Are I mean, you, you know, uh, I, I think uh, I'm in definitely in cardio kickboxing shape. That's for sure. I, do you, uh, you have a fight coming up or any plans? I mean, yeah, I have plenty of plans. That's for sure. <laughs> Anything signed? No, 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 not, nothing signed for myself personally. I got a, an event coming up this summer. And, uh, you know, I don't have anybody's name in ink, but I think their managers will feel comfortable um, saying that Ben Askren and um, Ed Ruth are already, like, a go. So if there's anybody within the sound of my voice who thinks that you could grapple them. Oh, okay, so you're putting on a grappling uh, event. Well, I wouldn't call it that. You know, I'll call it uh, the mayhem experience. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you'll see. I'll, I'll give you some more details, uh, you know, if, if you let me back now, on now, after uh, this Absolutely. One. Now, is this your girlfriend or is this your a girl? You're my lawyer, your, man. Your so, lawyer. Yeah, so okay. watch your fucking mouth. Okay, no, I, I wanted know, to I say. I know you Jews are good at law. No, no, no. I know that, like, <laughs> are you dating anybody or? Yeah, I have a girlfriend. Please, you know, but uh, I prefer this? to keep my personal life personal. Well, that's good. Okay, that's good. Yeah, okay. You. 
It, now, now, a lot of I'm times. I'm going to use that one. I'm going to use that one. What was that? No. Could you, oh, stop. No, you're not allowed to keep your personal. You're yeah. on his show? Yeah, give me a break. I know. He asked me so inappropriate shit, though. What color is your dildo? <laughs> it's black. Yeah, I'm guessing. What color is your dildo, Heather? You have a dildo? What's your you're, dildo? Uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, Pink. It's, it's actually the, Sorry. It's the uh, rainbow flag. No, no, no. no. <laughs> See, now, do you have a dildo? You're more, more like a Dude, bullet. Dude, okay, wait, wait, my bad. We're talking I, about. Know, don't do that to her. <laughs> Don't do that, short. She you. has a vibrator. Thank you. Vibrator, right now. A thank- neck massager. Yes. Now, With now, neck in quotation. Now, what's the fight that you're the most proud of yourself? What's the fight that you're going to look back and be like, you know, I mean, you beat Robbie Lawler, you beat Sakuraba. Man, you know, one time this little boy was uh, beat my sister next to the slide. Yep. Man, I sprinted out there like action Jackson and I just fucking <laughs> I hit him with the straight front kick to the face and he went down so that's the one mount and then one two three like six seven until he stopped moving right uh, I'm proud of that my, my sister didn't deserve to get beat up by that boy but then you put her in a headlock one time yeah you know and got that, a rap. That, that, that was, was a whole TMZ. TMZ rap too man <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I'm not allowed to headlock my sister, what kind of country is this? Communist Russia? That, that's right. Uh, Baba, how point. many brothers and sisters do you have? I got one brother, one sister. Have you ever put her in a headlock? No. No. no Bro, no. you're missing out, dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> you, you never, you've never seen life until you... I did a lot of wrestling <laughs> elsewhere, so when I went home, I usually left wrestling out. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Man, me and my dad get in a fight like once a month. Still? Yeah. Oh, I mean, come if on. He's around. I know. I give him a good go. He, he must be me tough. in the balls. Yeah, he's pretty damn I, tough. I like your dad. Your dad was a paratrooper, right? For the yeah, yeah. military. There was a, a time in the kitchen, my brother, I have two brothers. They're 23 and 22, but the 22 year old was trying to rear naked choke the 23 year old uh, in the kitchen. And so I jumped on his back. So I was rear, ch- rear naked choking <laughs> him while he was rear naked. That's, so, that's, that's yeah, awesome. That, Anybody yes. go out? Uh, Who tapped I was almost put had almost put the my brother. brother in the middle out, so he had to stop. <laughs> it was so a when chain he stopped, of rear naked chokes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what the hell? You live at damn WWE house. Pretty Everybody much, got a yeah. sleeper hold on each other. So just trying to. Who the fuck are you calling? <laughs> we're, we're calling Kevin Lee. You know Kevin Lee? Yeah, man, I love Mall Cop. Hello, too. hello, Kevin Lee. Hey, what's up? What's up? You're on the M.A. Roasted Podcast with Mayhem Miller, Bubba Jenkins, Heather Joe Clark. How are you, man? Oh, oh I'm all right. I, I didn't know what the... Hi, Kevin. I know a number. Hi, you know, Kevin. Right oh, nice, man. So, so uh, Heather's your teammate. Sorry, I've been... What's that? Heather's your teammate, so... Uh, what's up, Kevin? You guys know each other very well. So. What's up, Heather? What's going on? Not much. Just missing... I'm just getting done getting, uh, filming the Tone Down show, so... Uh, yeah, you caught me about the crash. Now, Kevin, man, uh, you were uh, made huge headlines last week by getting into a, a fight at the UFC press conference with Michael Chiesa. Uh, that, that was Is that what we called it? I mean, it was, uh, it, it, was, it was going back and forth. He got really mad that you brought up his mother. Uh, he, yeah, flipped, sure. he, he, he flipped out. Uh, well, you, you, and you like, never know what really kind of gets people going, but that really got him yeah, going. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you regret... Talking about his mom now after what happened? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think he was angry before that because he was frustrated by me because uh, I kept talking, you know, and I kept telling him the truth. And uh, sometimes the truth uh, angers people, you know, they don't want to hear it. So uh, when when I triggered the word mom, and I didn't even say anything bad about his mom, you know, but I think he was already frustrated because he couldn't get a word in. That's why I panicked that part. 
you know, he rock a mother for a reason. He, uh, you know, he just, he just ain't all there. He ain't all that smart. So, Your mother uh, sucks cocks you know, in hell. I figured the word mom, and that yeah, just set him off and made him, you know, he's stupid. He's, I mean, he's great, but he, he's stupid. You know, he ran up on me with, uh, with his hands down. I don't know. Or, you know, he reached out for me. I don't know if he was trying to grab me. I think he was about to be wrestling up there. But, uh, so as I seen his hands come towards me, I, I, I let him have it. But I don't really know if you can call that even a fight. It's pretty much like the fight got to face. Now, uh, did the UFC say anything to you about that? You get fined? Any kind of trouble? Yeah, I'm sure I'll get fined. But uh, at the end of the day, it'll make my fight even harder. Uh, it makes the fight even more intriguing. So uh, when you got two guys, you know, Mike ain't going to lose. I'll tell you that. Uh, so when you got two guys that's willing to put it on the line like that, and he's really going to come out, he's really going to fight her. Uh, it makes it a great fight and and, and, and an even bigger possibility of getting that 50 grand. So if they're going to take, you know, a couple grand from me for, from the commission or whatever, uh, sorry, just, you know, I'll, I'll make it back on the back end. Right, right, right. Now, Michael Chiesa, I've stood next to him. He's a big guy. I mean, he must be 6'1", sure. six, 6'2". Six, six, he's probably going to be about 100, you know, 85, 190 day of the fight, right? Is that, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, maybe, but I'm 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 just the same size, you know, if not bigger. Uh, you know, I, I might not be as tall as him, but you know, especially my frame and uh, uh and, and I carry a lot more muscle than him. Uh, I'm much faster, much quicker, much stronger. Uh, me and Mike have actually moved around before, and I think that's what kind of gets them through a little bit because he know he know deep down in his soul he know uh you know I'm just faster, stronger, better. So uh. You know, he might be bigger, but I've shown already. I can, I can find that too. Even through all that hair on his, on his, uh, you know, all that beard. You know, I can still find that too. That's, it, so it, it's just gonna make it easier for me. You know, the first one is just to catch your attention. Uh, I'm, I always throw three punches anyway, so the, the second one will uh, really knock him down. So you got the best of him in uh, training? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we never really uh, sparred. You know, we just moved around a little, you know, but. But, you know, you can tell right off the bat, you know what I mean? Like, when you're a fighter, you kind of know. Deep down in the soul, he he just knows. Man, I can't wait for this fight. I mean, this fight is going to be... I mean, because both you guys don't quit, too. Now, are you watching the fight he had with Joe Lozon as a kind of a guide on how to beat him? Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's there's been that fight. There's been a lot of fights with him. Uh, Pretty much, you know, he's been in these fights where he's not supposed to win these fights. He wins them off of, off of uh, determination, hard work, you know. Like, he, and, and that's what I was saying when I say that I'm going to change his life. Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to bring him some money or something. I'm, I'm like, like Connor, and I'm saying literally when he wakes up on June 26, he won't be the same. Hard work and that, and that you know, uh, just tough attitude won't be enough to get it done. So uh, when he wakes up on June 26, he'll realize, like, no matter how bad that he wanted it for these next seven weeks, it's just not going to be enough for him to go in there and get it. So uh, he, he's going to have to fight James Park to win it. I'm here. I'm knocking on the door. And I'm telling him the jig is up, baby. You got to get up out of here. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I, I'm like a dude kicking down the door. Like, yeah, come on. You you know you ain't throwing me up in here. You know, you he's going to stay by. He's going to uh, get down the grace of God. And I'm, I'm, I'm here to shut it down. Now, now you complain that he broke your $3,000 sunglasses. During the fight, not sunglasses. They far beyond sunglasses. What are they? You know, that's like having a Rolex to watch. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> it's more, much more than a watch. 
I mean, why are you spending $3,000 on sunglasses? He's black. <laughs> well, the same reason why people spend twenty grand on a Rolex, you know, it don't do nothing to sell time, but uh, it's, it's just a deeper thing, you know what I mean? It's a, uh, you know, it's something that, something that, you know, when I when I do stuff like that, even when I buy like flashy shit like that, like I don't even wear it much, but I just do it just to show the kids, like you know, when I grew up, we saw the drug dealers and the dope dealers. You know, those are the ones that go early and poor and stuff like that. And they get all the girls, you know, and, you know, they had nice cars. And, you know, you grew up, you wanted that. You know, you wanted the nice cars. You wanted the nice things. You wanted the jewelry. Uh, you know, you wanted the Rolex. Uh, so what I do, I'm just showing the kids that you can do it and do it in the right way. You know, it ain't going to be negative uh, for you to shine a little bit. And, you know, and get some of the things that these guys got too, you know. Like all the rappers, you know, they all... It, to me, like, I'm really from there, so I have to get from a different perspective, you know, some of these guys, they're not, like, they, they grow up a certain way, and then once they start making some money, then they want to act like they really been in the trenches this whole time, uh, and they glorify it, and to me, if you glorify it, you know, really coming from the hood and all that, like, it's, it's, it's terrible. I spent 20 years of my life growing up like that, and it's, it's fucking terrible, so all I'm trying to do is just show the kids that, uh, that, they, that there's a better way out of it. Now, I know that uh, McGregor, uh, that Mayweather was going to use you for sparring against McGregor. Has that happened yet? No, no, I, I, I haven't heard nothing. You know, it's been a couple months since they even told me that. So uh, I just, hey, I, hey, I got to get it myself. So I ain't going to sit around and wait on them to start, uh, like, waiting on them to figure it out. You know, like, if they ain't got things together, I'm not going, you know, sit around and wait. I was going to do it just because money was nice. Uh, it's kind of free money, you know. I train anyway. I'm not going to go and train with him. Uh, especially if they're going to pay me for a week. So, uh, you know, I was going to do it, but I wasn't going to wait around. So when they approached me with this fight with the answer, it made sense to me. It made more sense than, than sitting there and, and waiting on them. So if they still need my help, I will, but it'll definitely be after this fight. Hey, Kevin, um, speak of money, I was talking to Robert Fallis the other day about, um, I guess you spent some money on a new trainer, like you're doing um, some extra stuff, like some tests and some VO2 max stuff, and, and like, mm-hmm. can you explain, I don't know if you want to share that, or I'm, I'm obviously interested yeah. in... Yeah, yeah, uh, we're working with uh, Coach Cal, he's working with a lot of uh, Olympic wrestlers, uh, and a lot of Olympic athletes in general. Uh, you know, he's got Aaron Pico, he's working with TJ Dillashaw, uh, he's working with, you know, he's got a lot of top level guys that he's been working with. And what he does is he, he's measuring your body. Uh, he measures me every night when I sleep. And uh, when I wake up, he tells me, you know, because some days you wake up and, you know, you're breaking, we're breaking our bodies out every day. Uh, and recovery is the main, uh, that's how you get stronger, you know, you don't actually get stronger. It's right. from the recovery. So sure. every day when I wake up, he tells me a certain guideline of where, you know, he reads uh, my numbers. They, they got me hooked up to all types of monitors. And uh, he tells me in the morning whether I can really go hard or not, uh, not just based on how I feel. You know, some days you wake up and feel like, oh, I can't really go today, or, oh, I can go 100% today. Well, sometimes you can go, you feel like you can go 100%, but really it's the body that, that uh, you know, it, it might have some red flags, you know? And so is it? Days when you get injured, so... Uh, for me, it's an investment, and I'm just really trying to cut down on, on you know, I'm trying to make smart investments. Uh, I'm doing that. I just brought out a new guy, Dave Jansen, uh, who's always used to train, too, who's a perfect mix. Uh, I've, got, I've got three or four 
really good training partners for them. And I pay these guys, you know, to come in over and train with me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just don't try and uh, get whoever just around. You know, I actually try and set up my camps. So even like the stuff like with this press conference and they're going to charge me, you know, for, for hitting them in the face. Like to me, it's a, that's the investment that I'll make to make more money in the long run. Mayhem, you have any questions for Kevin Lee? Man, did you land that punch? I, I, I couldn't tell from the tape. That was my question, damn it. Did you yeah, did you score on that punch? Oh yeah, no, it landed it landed pretty solid. And, allegedly, uh, allegedly, bro. Let me give you a little fucking advice on how to get fired. Don't be admitting shit. Now, no, Mayhem, you're a guy. Oh, allegedly. Now, Mayhem, <laughs> no, Mayhem, no, you, this is good though, because you're a guy who's been to the top. I mean, you yeah, were, yeah. you were, you were the, you were on top of the world. Oh yeah. Uh, any advice for young Kevin Lee? He's, I mean, he's 24 years old. He's Mom. ranked number seven in the world. You're that new Kendrick Lamar. Yes, sir. Yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. Put that one track on Stay repeat. Humble. Put that one track on repeat, because <laughs> if you smash the guy this time, shit's gonna get a lot weirder. Okay, so you're on yeah, the, yeah. You're, you're on everybody's radar, oh. and everybody love you, I think, or everyone hates you. Either way, you got a you got a job to do. You know, you got a job to do, and and you know, you do your job, and we got to stay humble. Yeah. yeah. So, like for me, the, the the most important thing is is getting the W. So, uh, I'm very confident in my preparation, but uh, I'm very humble, like in my skill set and uh and what i bring to the table and what i you know i I always try and change something up for each fight and for each fight camp and really look back at my old fights and say okay where where was i going wrong you know why did i get hit with that shot go ahead and call it go ahead and call it better each time go ahead and call it Uh, what's the fight what's gonna happen mike after after two minutes you know mike is tough you know i'm not taking nothing away from the man he is tough and uh, he won't be in there for the full 25 minutes if I let him. Uh, he, he doesn't give up. He doesn't quit. And uh, he's going to try and make it dirty. He's going to try and make it ugly. But two minutes in, he's going to realize how much faster I am, how much stronger. Uh, after I stuff his initial shot, he's going to come up with like a bulldozer. And uh, I'm going to be way too fast, way too pretty for it. And uh, I'm going to catch him clean early. I'm going right. to catch him clean a couple there times. And he after that, knockout. he's going to go into it. Now, now, he's going to go into a defensive shell. Now, and uh, I think it'll be a CKO, or he's going to let me take him down and, and, and get choked out of that. I don't think he wants to get beat up in front of his people. <laughs> now, now, Kevin, do you think the UFC kind of doesn't like you? Because, uh, you know, you've been very outspoken about the guys like Sage Northcutt and this and that. And then you kind of brought race into the things a little bit. It seems like in a way they're like trying to put guys in front of you who are who are really, really like the Trinaldos and this and that. But you mm-hmm. keep but mm-hmm. you keep beating them. But do you think there is a little bit of let's get this fucking guy out of here? <laughs> I think it was that uh, for a little while. But now I think they're trying to like turn in the corner. You know what I mean? I think they're starting to understand what I'm actually doing and, and, and the uh, the entertainment side of it too. You know, because again, they are missing a major market. And, and you know, you see You know, they just built this huge headquarters. I was there this morning, and uh, you know, they're having all these big, huge marketing meetings and stuff. So they they were stupid. Like they know they're missing a major market in in, in the black community, and and. That's something that I can capture along with other guys, you know? Like, they think even, you know, I've I've actually, like, talked to people about this. You know, they think that Demetrius Johnson or Daniel Cormier can do And even just just because you're black doesn't mean you can get the black market, you know? It's a very hard market to capture. Uh, And I think they're just coming around to seeing that I'm I'm a huge asset in that. 
And, uh, you know, that, that's why they're taking him to spot now. You know, he's from unranked to number one contender by the Canada Man, stop. Ma'am, he's going to bite you. Uh, he's already bit you once. Sorry, uh, Kevin. Mayhem is running around. My dog's chasing him. The fucking him. dog is a psychopath. All right. He bit me right in the fucking face, bro. He did. He, he did. He bit me right in the fucking we were face. At, we were at Mayhem's All party. All I wanted was a cuddle. Here's what happened. We were at Mayhem's party, and my dog bit Mayhem's dog. So Mayhem goes, takes him, goes, I'm the fucking guy in charge, and screamed at him. So then my dog went in his kitchen, took a shit in his kitchen. So then... Uh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Mayhem was throwing fucking those little snaps. You know those little snaps? <laughs> so he... Th- he fucking deserves it. So Look he, he fucking... <laughs> hey, hey. So he threw it and hit Fuck my off, and hit my dog in the face with a snap. So then I was I took picked my dog. I'm like I'm leaving this fucking party. <laughs> so then Mayhem said. So then Mayhem said, "Why?" I go because you threw fucking shit at my dog's face. And Mayhem goes, "Oh, are you okay?" And then my dog bit him three times in the face. <laughs> no, no, twice. He tried That's for a hilarious. third, but I, I moved out of the way. So I my, slipped. I slipped that ch- slipped those little canine teeth. Yeah, so that's what kind of what's going on right <laughs> now. So that's yeah, I'm, I'm going to add that to one more crazy story I've heard about Bay Hill. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, man, I'm going to add it to the archives. So, uh, so Yo, uh, Kevin, Bubba J here. Uh, how's I think tri- this is a huge fight overall for the whole division. You know, or Not even just this division, because I hear they're opening up a 165 uh, after UFC 214, and uh, me and Mike both, like you said, Mike's a big dude. He's 180. He's 180. To walk around 75, 180. So I think both of us are, are prime contenders for that 165 title. Uh, when they make that 165 vacant title, I think I'll be the number one contender for that one even. Okay. Uh, uh, Bubba, what was your thing? I was about to ask him about Robert Follis. I was, I was training with him. Um, he's hitting me up a couple different times to want me to come train with you and uh, mm-hmm. help you with this last camp. Um, but I was kind of like in nomad yep. land trying to get trying to get my stuff together. But um, how was training with him and, and, and Vegas in, in general? Man, I love Rob. You know, he, Heather knows more than, you know, I, I love Rob. Rob's like the, the, you know, I was doing a countdown show earlier and I, and I compared it to a Ferrari. You know, I got Robert Fallis, uh He's the driver, you know. He, he's the guy that, that really, uh, you know, he said it, mentally he's the best coach in the game. Uh, when you're talking about somebody who understands what an athlete needs uh, to win, like even just the right words to say, uh, when you talk to him, you, you'll, you'll get it right off the bat. You know, he, under, he really kind of understands. Uh, mentally, he's the best coach in the game. I got him. I got Dewey Cooper, who's, uh, who's like my horsepower, you know. Dewey he's putting, Cooper, under, uh, he's putting in on 300 horses. And then, uh, and then I got Corey Goodwin, who's like the maintenance man. What is, uh, what is Fallis, uh, specialize in? What, is, what exactly does he do? Wrestling and, and jujitsu guy, but, you know, he's the one that started Team Quest. I think his, if, yeah. I don't know. Uh, with yeah, so he used to corner uh, Matt Lindlin, Randy Couture, um, Dan Henderson, those guys. So that's kind of that's he where he came from. But uh, he also then went to like uh, all the uh, which is kind of funny because he looks and sounds like. Um, Tony Robbins, but he went to all Tony Robbins, like, you know, uh, place, uh, his seminars. seminars. What's up with Thank Tony you. Robbins' gums, though, for real? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he got horse teeth and giant gums. That's like a double whammy. Kevin, I, Kevin, yeah, the, yeah. yo, listen, brother, uh, before we leave, listen, I think you have everything. You have, it's the complete package. Uh, you got it. You, you, got, you got everything right. It's just a matter of, I think, the weight cut, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I'm I'm actually pretty excited that they're opening up this 165. Uh, I, like I said, I think I'll be a, if not the number one, the number two contender for that weight class uh, after this one. So fuck I'm that, bro. You're number doing. one, bro. Uh, Say it in the mirror. Believe it. Believe in yourself, than- like Tony Robbins. Believe in yourself, bro. You can be number one. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for the prep talk. But uh, I don't need no pep talks around yep, here. Yep, I hear you. I hear you. you. This is all, all hard work. This ain't no pep talk. This ain't no overnight thing. Yeah, God bless, man. For it's sure. a damn. It ain't a TED talk. It's a fight. You know, you're going <laughs> to handle, handle your business, bro. You got this. Yeah, listen, Kev. I got it. I got it. All right, brother. Uh, we'll t- I'll look. Good luck in the fight, man. Uh, I look for. I'm, I'm gonna get married the day before, so uh, then I'm gonna uh, June 25th. I'm gonna be watching your fight. So. Uh, All right, my man. Thanks, brother. I'll be there. Thank you. <laughs> All right, take care, Kevin. Right. Bye. Bye, Kevin. All right, that was the great Kevin Lee. That's a cool kid, man. I, I kind of like him more. Too bad your damn audio connection sounds like it ran through an elephant's ass. Uh, we're, we're doing we're doing our best. Yeah, like, I, know, like, right I right hear you. Maybe, so, you know. so uh, how are you, though, Mayhem? Yeah, I'm great, man. I feel fantastic. I now, got a lot of things going. Now, as far as, like, you're a black belt under... Uh, Fabricio Urdue. Now, how come you don't do um, the you know, uh, Eddie Bravo Invitationals or the Metamorises or any of those, any of those things? Oh, Mayhem is expensive. Oh, because... You know, it's just that this time, you know, these grappling organizations can't pay me, you know, what it's worth to train for that. You know, if I'm going to do a martial arts competition, it's it's serious. I, I, the only thing in this world I'm truly an expert at is martial arts. So, you know, if you want my expertise, you know, I, I would appreciate being compensated justly. How do you think you would do in those competitions? Yeah, great. You know, I, I've been doing that since I was a little kid. So, you know, I, I think it's uh, pretty interesting, this um, uh, this arm bar kind of position they go to. You know, I think that's just kind of like... starting in that? Yeah, special for Eddie Bravo's guys. Because uh, why on earth would I be in this position if I wasn't forced to be, you know? What I don't like but, about, about... I mean, the only thing I don't like about Eddie Bravo's things is, is when they, they don't get points for takedowns. So yeah. these guys pull guard all the time. Yeah, the butt they, scoot the fest. The butt scoot. Uh, you know what? I mean, look, I, I understand the butt scoot, but, you know, it, it, it doesn't make much sense. I've seen some fantastic fights between two dudes who neither of them knew, like, takedowns, really. They didn't know how to wrestle. Yeah. But they both were great at jiu-jitsu. So one guy's butt scooting at the other guy who's butt scooting at the other guy, and they're just leaving tracks all over the mat, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like my mom's three-legged wiener dog used to do. But I was watching uh, some uh, Axis TV. It was one of those smaller promotions on last week. And this guy was doing really well. And then he pulled guard. And then he fucking lost. He oh. got, he, he got well, smashed. Well, that's surprising. And then uh, what's his name? Um, Pat Militich, who, who's, who's there. He's like, I want everyone to know the reason he lost was because he pulled guard. Now, granted, there are guys that pull guard. that It, it works out great for them. Yeah. Uh, but it does seem like more than not... Pulling guard in an MMA fight is not the best idea. No, it's very dangerous, you know. You're you're at the mercy of gravity because this guy is now standing above you and can swing down hammers, you know. He can use his whole body weight and, uh, you know, send punches from different trajectories. He can, you know, he can pass, you know, not even try to pass your guard, just flop down with the double hammer fist and you got yourself a bloody nose and broken teeth and, you know, maybe an eye socket damage. But, you know, I see the point in pulling guard. Uh, I think that if the current rules were that the guys could wear 
some more sweat absorbent pants, you know, uh, I think that would change the game a lot. I think guys would be able to pull guard and make it effective because, you know, jujitsu was uh, started off from judo, you know, and uh, you wore that gi. And that gi, you know, it's a weapon. You know, if you can, you know, catch a guy in a triangle uh, with some pants on, and it's hard as hell to get out. Some nice gi pants, mm-hmm. you right. know, it, it's very difficult to just shake loose. But in an MMA fight, you get sweaty after round or one. Armbar. By the way, armbar I love also, the new yeah. wrestling uniforms. So they made it now where what are they? they don't have to wear singlets anymore. No, get out of here. Yeah, you can wear shorts. The new wrestling athletic uh, commission. Sure, right? with no you, shorts. Yeah. Uh, they can now wear college or anything. No, you can wear like in high school, you know, like the oh, Under Armour. Sh- yeah, I would just shirts. wear like a singlet top and no pants. <laughs> I, th- I think that, that would be... shorts, you know, like regular shorts, not spandex? No, no, spandex shorts and spandex shirts. Come on now, you got to keep That's it. That's so you know. much better. No. Come on, why are you why? You're black, so you have huge junk, but uh, there are a lot of kids out there that are, don't want to wrestle because they hate the singlets. But, but, it, but, yeah, the, but, but they're tight shorts, so it's the same thing. No, it's different. The, Wait, what, I, what I don't like it because it changes the tradition like like of no, like wrestling. No, like a is it tight like a rash guard? Like these guys are paddling up. Like a tank top rash guard. I want to hear Bubba being opinion. the black guy. Bubba's what? being a uh, Olympic, uh, you know, yeah, you got high caliber wrestler. Well, so I, I like. Do I, I don't like it because the tradition of wrestling was the wrestling singlets, yeah. and to do away with that almost like to me it just kind of like shuns on yeah, history. Yeah, but do you have a choice become. though? Can you still wear a singlet? Yeah, you can. Oh, well, yeah, but yeah, but like but those basketball shorts, people used to. I mean, eventually, uh, traditions change. They have shorts. to be tight. Yeah, but the, but they're not that tight, and it seems like a I lot. I don't of, like I don't like the shirt basketball jerseys either. The ones that they do in the NBA, where it's kind of like they got sleeves on. I don't like those either. Mm. But don't you think a lot of kids are not going to wrestle because of those? Well, fuck those kids. Hey, listen, I was one of those fat fucks that like. <laughs> Ninth grade, I like did wrestling and I was pretty good at it. And the coach was like all up on my nuts. And uh, then they showed me what, and I was like, "What? No!" Because I didn't like because I wasn't a grown man yet. Yeah, it takes a mental toughness and uh, a certain mentality to say, you know what? I'm confident in myself to wear a fucking. Yeah, but not everybody in ninth grade is sexy chocolate like you. Exactly, that's what I did. I look like a pudgy dork. I know, but a lot of times, a lot of times, once you start doing it, then you get confidence. But it's just initially, people are not going to go out. and So, do your kids talk about this, like in your wrestling? Yeah, I've had kids like, I don't want to wear that fucking singlet. And then, and then a lot of times, the fat kids that wear t-shirts under the singlets and yeah i have a lot of the kids that like don't want to do it because of the singlets and i'm like yeah why should they have to wear these fucking singlets if they could wear something else i mean it's not like it's i want to grapple in a nightgown yeah we're making the kids soft and it starts with changing singlets you think so yeah my, my son's generation is gonna be soft as fucking cupcakes but that's not because the singlets. Nah, I don't think so with you as a daddy. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I didn't say my son, just oh, his okay. generation. He's okay. going to be killing okay. kids because everybody's going to be soft yeah. as a bitch. Yeah, yeah but that's know? not because of the singlets. It's not going to be soft. Soft ass I mean, the fact singlets. That kids Look at these motherfuckers in that soft ass singlets looking like you cupcakes. Know? I don't want to wear the singlet because, well, why don't I just wear this tight shirt? Okay, no, It's hard enough to get frosting. kids out to wrestle because of just the generation of video games and soft and everything else. So why are we putting another thing, hurdle. Of, an, another hurdle? So at this point, all right, get them out on the team. It'll be better for the sport. We don't want them anyway. We don't want your chubby little <laughs> ass. Get the hell out of here. No soft-minded. Yeah, go play soccer. Yeah. Now, now you That's were, what I did. Now, right? you quit yes. the wrestling team, right, in high school? In ninth grade, I quit. But then once I realized how important it was for MMA, I joined right back up. 
And by that time, I was, you know, kind of sexy and packing some heat. So I couldn't wait to wear that singlet with no draws. <laughs> Your first fight was at 17. Yeah. Is that even legal now or no? I don't know. Yeah, it's legal. There's, I didn't care. There's, there's fighting. There. I think your, your mom has a sign for you. Can, mommy, can I do an MMA fight? Yeah, right. Did she really? Did your mom really sign for you? Hell no, man. Oh. This is back in the day. It was straight gangster. Like, I, I just, you know, produced my fake ID that I cut out of a America Online script. And, uh, yeah, and I, you know. So, so this week in Bellator, Paul Daly is fighting Rory McDonald. Oh, that's a nice fight. I didn't even know that was going down. This Friday night uh, in Bellator. Ooh, I don't know who wins this fight. Uh, I want to say Rory McDonald based on uh, opposition. On smarts? And, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Paul Daly got the X factor of, like, dynamite in both hands, both legs. You know, he, he could do it. And he in might England. punch you after the bell. And the fight's in England. Yep, oh, exactly. So he's got a little... They're, they're really trying to grow out there, I guess. That Paul Daly is a big star for a reason, you know. He he, he has a. He's got 32 skills. wins all by, no, all by knockout. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, Rory, depending on his training camp, will have a, a good game plan to kind of stay away from those bombs. You know, uh, I will say that I watched the development of Paul Daly, and he is like... You know, progressing. You know, it does seem like win by a choke recently. I don't know. I saw him do some sweet jujitsu recently, and it does seem like his Achilles heel has been wrestling, which is not Roy McDonald's strength. Well, I mean, you know, you look in England, how many damn wrestling schools they got out there? Not many. Yeah, none. None. I believe you. Then. So, who do you think wins this fight, Bubba Jenkins? What uh, what what organization is this? Bellator. Oh, I don't care. Oh, come on. Get the fuck. Come on, bro. We begging you for your opinion. Could care less. He won't watch the fight. Won't see the fight. I'll hear about it. Could care okay, less. Okay, let's say. Scott, I'm going to clog say, up your motherfucking Twitter feed with a, hey, man, are we watching the fight? Just, just because he said <laughs> And I'm going to say, nope. All right, let's say Scott Coker leaves Bellator. Bjorn Rebney comes back. Bjorn And Reb- says, Bubba, I want us to sign you for X amount. Are you coming back? Yeah. 2.3 yeah. million. Yeah, I, I would come back for Rebney. For sure. Okay, so then what does Fetty Wap got to do with it? <laughs> so then Scott Coker you don't like, not Bellator. No, it's Bellator. Well, okay, well, whatever. All right, so Heather, who do you think wins this fight? She, she could care less. No one cares. No, it's Bellator. Who I, fucking I cares? Don't probably. I don't. I don't. Know. I, mean, I, don't, I don't give a shit sandwich right now. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys. Who cares? I think you Just guys. Tell them. Yeah, who cares? I, I think you guys God covered it. Fucking fight. It's who cares? Fight. I know. Who cares? Let's talk about the movie Captivity. All right, Liam McCary is fighting Linton Vassell. Who cares? Another good fight, and Chuck Congo is fighting. Chuck. Motherfucker, Congo! The victim of a foot Friday. I just was talking to him casually and snapped a photo of his disgusting, ugly, need some cocoa butter, ashy ass feet, and then posted it on Instagram a long time ago. He was pissed. So he's fighting uh, Augusto Sakai, who uh, is 6 0 uh, with one draw. How big is the guy? Guy's a big dude, yeah. a big boy. But he fought, he had a draw against some guy who I I think Congo's gonna win this fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Congo has has the talent, skills necessary. I gotta you ask know. you by the way. So yeah. so you were locked up recently, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, how long were you locked up for? Eh, I don't know. A little while, skid bit. Did anybody test you? Uh, they don't let me around people. Okay. <laughs> oh, so you were by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So no, nobody, no, no, no epic jail fight stories. Me around no, people. There's no. Uh, I, I was always between a pane of thick plexiglass. Now, was that worse than being around people? You think or no? 
I mean, I didn't want to be around them fucking people anyway. <laughs> fucking jail. Yeah. Yeah, it's shitty. Like, why? Well, you know, I mean, I, I lived next door to a pimp for a while. Uh, he didn't call himself a pimp, but he told me the story of how he went to the Hilton with his girlfriend and she was going in there to bang some dude and then the cops came out and arrested them, but he still didn't consider himself a pimp, <laughs> even though he was beg- begging and pleading. Were you laughing at this story or no? No. You were just kind of being there for him? Uh, No, I was just, there's no one, he was talking through the air vent. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Right, Can't right. do nothing but listen. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then uh, then he told me where to uh, get some uh, top-rate speed. Uh, you could buy a, a, they call it crank, I guess. You can buy some biker crank. I don't know. I think In jail? Him. No, no. He was talking about on the outside. He, he wanted uh, to go into business with me, I guess. <laughs> I just was not into it. And I was like, thanks for the fucking tip, man. Go go take your meth and shove it up your ass. No, no, no. After there. you leave, are you, are you telling yourself, I'm never going fucking back there again? Like, or... or because I remember one time, maybe during your dark periods, you're like, man, I don't give a fuck about jail. I'm not scared of jail. Yeah, jail to me at that time was a fucking three hots in a cot as long as you could stay. So, you know, I hated it and I, I, I saw bigger things for myself. But I was in such a dark place and such a, a terrible mood. That it's like, okay, so I can eat canned tuna at home or I can have some fucking hot meals in the jail. Oh, that, fine. I'll just, I'll go with the fucking... Get, right, right, right. Uh, you know, ramen noodle sandwiches. Now, some of your bail was like a hundred thousand, million, a million. Yeah, but you were out a day. Like, are these Mayhem Miller? Like, who's posting this? I was like, Man, the- Mayhem Miller Industries. <laughs> it was really, uh, you know, we had to do a, a, a you know, a lot of uh, like, like, like Indiegogo, old, uh, like kick, leave, Kickstarters. Nah, you know what? So I did a Kickstarter one time to repair the damage to my house because they blew my door off with C four, and I, I thought that was unfair. They could have just asked nicely. Was, was that was that out. during when the the SWAT team? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, in the movies, uh, C four sounds awesome, and in real life, it's just like a a, a dull clack. Right. Yeah, it's not yeah. as exciting. Uh, uh, Do people recognize you in jail? Like, hey, you're Mayhem Miller. Oh yeah, everyone knew. And they, they want autographs and pictures. Well, they can't take pictures, but uh, no. I mean, <laughs> I think they just wanted to masturbate looking at me. I'm not sure, but one kid did. Masturbated while looking at you? Uh, I mean, he was looking at some <laughs> porno picture that I slipped under his door, but yeah, he was still jerking it when I made eye contact. <laughs> I know. These, these are the tales of hell, kids. <laughs> yeah. Do not, do not live the life Wait, that okay, I Wait, okay, so a kid says, I need porno. No, nah, no, nah, he- this kid was f- double stupid. He just couldn't stop jacking it, you know, like, he was just But you weird. slipped porno under his door? Yeah, I said, fuck it. This is the ugliest girl picture I have, so I just went, here you go, kid. Oh. And uh, man, he beat off for like three or four days to that ugly Mexican. Oh, hmm. yeah, it's like Lowrider magazine. <laughs> I think. <laughs> All right, well, it seems like you're doing well, though. Honestly, yeah, this yeah. is the best. This is the most. Uh, contained. Nah. I, well, the best I've seen you probably was one of your birthday parties when there was 37 Asians yeah, around you. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, that, that was that was one of the, my first. I, I go my, my friends. Well, and I, I mean, party. I wasn't in the right state of mind, but there were a boatload of Asians. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And then when you told me when you slept with half the Invicta roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly, allegedly. The yeah. investigation is still ongoing. Yes, uh, he did. By the no, way, I either. didn't. The rest were lesbians, but the other ones you were. Hey, man, I didn't say the lesbians can't be turned. Have you ever turned a lesbian? Oh, 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 oh. one time I grabbed a lesbian's titty in a three-way, and she screamed like I shot her. Really? Yeah. I, she was just there for my girl, not not for me. And I didn't realize. And I was like, oh, baby, oh, baby. And I squeezed the titty, and she went, ah! 
And I, I was like, oh, shit. My bad. And then I raped her. No. She screamed, no. And I, I like was startled. I, you know, but I didn't lose my boner. Oh, of course not. Now, now you, the last time you were in court, no. the girl said that you had peed on her. No, nah, yeah, oh. she admitted that. that but, yeah, but the thing was, she, she liked to get it. peed on, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a strange thing that that um, she tried to pretend <laughs> there wasn't. That you know, Heather, do you like to get peed on or? No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just. Yeah, some but, girls are into that. It's not the weekend yet, bro. No, I'm uh, the weekend. No, Heather, you you seem like you definitely don't like to get peed. What's the weirdest thing? Do you, you like to get peed on? No, absolutely, no, absolutely you not. Don't. I'm not even. Your I, wife, I've never if, even, if your future wife says I want to pee on you, you wouldn't be just go okay. I'll try it. No, I mean I would have to get at least five or six things from her in, in bargain. I, what I, like, the fuck? I, like, what I, a Jew. I, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I definitely would. He's a deal maker. I, I wouldn't just and a heartbreak. I wouldn't let straight do it, but I'm saying, all right, if I, I have like, if we were like, you know, Wait, all right, so I have how a, many sexual favors does it take Adam Hunter to get pissed on? <laughs> well, saying, so okay, she blows you six. five times. Blow, no, but like, right, like if her and like three anal, of her, her right, blows you. If her anal, and four of her friends were like Jesus. threesomes, now like, he's got to have a three, four, five, tensome. Yeah, if, if, if it was a, if it was a, so you want to be peed on by five girls? No, I mean, let's that oh, shit. No, no, no. You're fucking, saying? that's no, my fetish. That, he would, <laughs> that is a golden I'm just a flood. Of memes, bro. I, I can't help it. The internet that's took your my brain fetish. Over. Well, I just now it is. I never even considered it. Now, did, did she pee on you too or no? Nah. It was just you peed on her. Eh, yeah, that's about accurate. Yeah. And it was video of it, right? Ooh, I fuck. I hope not. Damn. Oh, <laughs> I hope my mom doesn't know who the hell you are. Oh, uh, yeah. Because she'll find this one. Okay. All right. I don't even give a shit. Anyway. Bubba, have you hey, ever mom. peed on a girl? No. What's the weirdest thing a girl ever has done with you? Thing on the butt. I, I could tell. No. Yeah. You know, he yeah. flinched when you said No, no, that. no. I, that has happened, but I didn't know. <laughs> She, like, tickled your, she tickled your pickle like and shit. then no, gave like, you the fucking old swipe down? It, it, like, she started going there and I was like, well, yeah. Too far. Now, this well, was a white girl or a black girl? Wrong pigment. Wrong pigment. Yeah. Was yeah. It, it was a white girl. <laughs> it was a hazy night. I can't tell you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you don't want to reveal his source. Now, this source. was at ASU? No, this was at Penn State. At Penn State. Anal State University. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. This was this wasn't Penn State. This was the State Penn University. Damn. Uh, no, Heather, you, you're not an anal girl. That seems like you you would not be an anal chick. I mean, she, like anal retentive. She's not, analytical. You're a, yeah, yeah you're, you're not into like analytical. guys putting stuff up your butts and stuff. Right? No. Come on, dude. All right, I'm just saying. Get off her, bro. I'm just Come asking on. her. Me and Bubba can talk locker room talk. Right. Treat, her, treat her with some respect. Yeah, there's a time and a place. I, there's I, a time I, and a place. I, and this is not the time or the place. This is an MMA No, she's like every other week. Every other week she's on. I'm just saying. Every other week. Is that how it goes now? All right. Well, all right. It depends on this anal question. All right. But no, I'm just saying. Listen, the point is. Cucumber? I've never. I've done anal with a chick like probably twice or three times, but. One time it was by accident. Right. I was just I was I was doing the doggy style, and then I just I just went too far back, and then in, and at that point you're already God, in. I you're will admit guy, huh? yeah, yeah, that you know what that girl told me that. <laughs> Wait, hold on. She's admitted something. What was that? Something happened. Will I will admit that I have a fear. Yes. Of it because of of grappling and 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 fighting because you know like you know you grappling sometimes you accidentally fart or whatever right go on it happens <laughs> That's it happens where this is going in the well jokes? I'm great. just saying no not this just farting but if you accidentally do some, some anal I'm assuming that that might it might get a little bit loose and then you fart during your fight or grappling and something comes it out. would take a lot of anal like well, I don't know like I actually I, know, I actually so. know a lawyer I think, I think you're wrong well actually I'm no, gonna I, say, I know I know I know you're wrong. 
Okay. Because of my experience with butt beads and pulling them out like a damn starting a lawnmower. Wait, what's your you never, Wait, you never pooped Wait, during training? I pulled them out a little too quick and man, what, out it of was your like own a butt? Rorschach test. You put beads oh, well, in your own it ass? It was hers. It was her butt. You, uh, she wanted beads I, in her I'm ass. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, we, I was staying in the most low rent motel that you could buy is like $17 an hour. Yeah. And like, I just yanked those jokers out and good Lord. It was like Jackson Pollock on the floor. And like, yeah, and see, it was. See, there's uh, a reason why I have that fear. Wait, who's wait? Who was a girlfriend? Oh or? yeah, it was a girlfriend at the time. Yeah, and she and she was she's like she's kind of famous comedian, so I don't want to really spit too much. Oh about no, her. was she Asian? No, nah, oh. no, no. Was it was Amy Schumer. <laughs> so anyway, Bubba, <laughs> you, were, you were talking about was it Tom Green. Right? No, uh, it was Tom Green. Yeah, no, I, I I'm not a big anal beads guy. I've never done that before. And Bubba, you? No, hell no. I know, yeah. Why are we talking about butt sex? I, I mean, this is an MMA All right, roasted. okay. I don't know. We got somehow. When did it even get the I have no idea how it got here, but I like it. Right. <laughs> well, you, you just like said you had never done you it. You heard it here first. No, I just think this is a funny conversation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Everybody. No, because we were saying Bubba's craziest thing during sex, and you said. Yeah, what is your And then you said finger in the butt, and then that's how we got here. That's, well, I, I'm not going to relive the past, okay? Yes. Now, Bubba's, just... Bubba's got a fight coming up. Uh, oh, now, really? I don't know if you know about Bubba's. He's recent- eating fucking macaroons, bro. No, ma- <laughs> no macaroons for you. No, okay. They're from Adam. They're for Adam Hunter. All right, now, if you know about Bubba's recent. Okay, so Bubba Ooh, was man, uh, wait, Bubba gotta, was. Wait, you got to take a piss test? He was 11 and 2. Maybe you shouldn't eat those macaroons. No, are those weed? No, they're not. Shit. He's being funny. JK, LOL. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So Bubba recently moved to Black House. Uh, oh, yeah, great. Uh, this, any, any advice for, for uh, young Bubba Jenkins? Whatever. He, dude, he's got it. You know what I mean? He's at, he's at a good camp. He's working hard, I'm sure. Eating fucking macaroons <laughs> like the lucky fucking rip dude he is. Now, who are you, are you calling anyone out? How's your weight? No? How's your weight? Weight's great, man. All I'm right. actually pretty excited about where my weight is. And what, so how far? I don't know out? anybody's name in the organization. A bunch he, he's of fighting an ACB. Dudes, so, um, all conditions, beer. No, it's uh, absolute combat. What is yeah, it? Yeah, I hear you. It's uh, he doesn't fucking know. Way to go! Way to go on your promotions. Yeah, bro. I'm. I just show what was that? Fight people. Yeah, I know. Who's I know, who's bro. the headliner of the last event? The one you were on, Luke Barnett. Yeah. Oh yeah. Versa. Some other know. fucking dude. I, couldn't, I wanted to see that fight, you versus Luke, so bad. So did I. Shit, so been, did I. That would have been a good like, He got it KO'd? Yeah. That was my plan for him, because I, I, I planned on a kickboxing fight that night and ended up with a grappling fight. So yeah. it was like a weird, you know, it was my bad for fucking up the weight so bad. But man, I, you know, next time I go to anywhere overseas, I got to give some time to readjust mm-hmm. to the time, because, you know, I was like doing this weird sleep in the middle of the day, like... Stay up all night, like just trying to now, get did you back really, on schedule. Did you really? No, you told us last time you were seven pounds over. Yeah, I was pretty fucking close. You went sleepwalking. No, no, I didn't go sleepwalking. I ate a fucking <laughs> sleeping pill and then just fucking sleptwalked. Oh. And I kind of half-assed but how, remember. But why drinking, did you have twenty pounds of food in your fridge? No water. Oh, you started yes. drinking everything. I drank every, yeah, I drank all that water. That's how I ended up 29 pounds or 20 whatever pounds now, over. Now, when you show up and you know you're 29 pounds over. You just LOL and go, I'm mayhem. Fuck you guys. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. Now, but at the same in? time, I, I, I paid the fine. You know, I had to pay to charity and I had to pay to Luke Barnett. So, you know, I paid the fine. What did you get, for 50 for that fight? Yeah. Uh, well... Um, plus, I had a sponsor, so 
Yeah, I, I I got paid all right for that fight, but really, more importantly than the the payment, it, it gave me my lust back for competition, my lust back for uh, you know um, mixed martial arts. Like I realized, man, I love this, and then. You know, well, you're so uh, in the second it, round, man. I was like, oh. Now, uh, you fight against C.B. Dalloway. You had C.B. hurt. I mean, you had him on Queer Street. And I then, know. I knocked him in the next Tuesday. And then you blew your ACL during oh, yeah. the fight. Oh, yeah. So then you're limping over. Now, in your head, are you just like, no. what, what do you think in your head? No, I'm just keep fighting. I knew I was, my, my knee was, you know, ripped. So I was like, all right, well, this is what you got to work with. You better, you know, get I on it. I, as and a, I, you know, I gave my best effort, but... But, you know, if you can't stand up straight, it's hard to do with that. Like, you know, for MMA, that guy is like a real, like, high-class wrestler. Like, he knows uh, a a variety of techniques. D1, All-American. There you go. So, I mean, you know, fighting a a man like that uh, on one leg, you know, is... uh, But you had him out. Yeah, yeah. uh, But I don't like rehashing it. You know, I know know what went wrong. At one point, you put him in a a noogie. Oh yeah, and yeah. then you gave him a noogie during the fight. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, Joe yeah. Rogan's like, he hasn't been a noogie. Now, yeah. like, was, was that part of the plan? Well, you know, the correct <laughs> phrasing is he has him in the noogie. So you know, Joe Rogan doesn't know everything. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Now uh, you burned a lot of bridges in your life. Are, are you? <laughs> what the fuck kind of segue was that? Are you? Are you? Hey, uh, so me, I'm. Uh, you're a fucking complete absolute. No, fucking are you getting hellhound? No, now that you're like kind of sobered up and, and you're on, you're on the right track. Are you, are you going back and you like? Drink? No, are, are you going back to some of those people and be like, hey man, I know I kind of fucked you. Nah, fuck them. Okay. Because I know tonight uh, Ellis is coming to the show. Oh, great, man. And he. Uh, Fist fight. Let's no, do it. No, no, because I was like. In a parking lot. No, I know he like, I think he got, he wants to make up with you. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Okay. So we're from fist fight in the parking lot to. Okay. No, he said he wants to make up with him. He didn't say Miller wanted to make up. Oh, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you guys going to make up? This reminds me of the time that uh, me and Rampage was training all the damn time, and I was driving them around in my van. And it was laundry day because Rampage had his singlet on. And uh, underneath his clothes, and we trained in the morning kickboxing. And, uh, you know, you hang out with somebody all the fucking time, and it ends up getting, uh, getting tense. And uh, we're both training for fights. We're both like hungry to win and training real hard. So we went to the night practice and Tito was running the night practice. And, uh, man, like I, I, I caught rampage. Uh, it was a grappling in, in, uh, this, what do you call it? Head and arm from the bottom, which is kind of a hard move to pull off, like hard to finish, but I heard him gurgling, like, you know? <laughs> and, uh, uh, and he got, he got out, right? And then I scrambled to get to his back. And he, like, I got went in between his legs and came up on there. And he backed up. And I hit my fucking face right in his ass crack where my nose <laughs> stabbed his brown eye. Like, pug, right? Like that. And this reminds in me his of- singlet. In his dirty ass singlet. Right? And he went, <laughs> He started busting out laughing. And uh, he was like, uh, uh, yeah, he was like just laughing his ass off that I did this. Well, I got him back in that choke from the bottom again. Right. And he's gurgling hard this time. And then he got out. It's just super powered, muscled out of it. Like, no technique. Just get the fuck off. Kind of how like Bubba did the last fight. Well, yeah, look. He's like, 
ha ha ass face and I, I snapped. <laughs> We're supposed to be doing grappling. But how does it I remind just, you of Ellis? I don't understand. Why. Because, I, I'm listen to the story. Jeez, You're lost. Right, I'm, so, I'm following. I'm I right just, here. I just He's about to fight. I, I'm, in the, I'm in the guard. And we we're not wearing gloves. I just slapped him across his face so fucking hard, like, bah! like, like, and everybody stopped training and looked because I hit him so hard in the face. And I and I scrambled up to my feet and was like looking at him angry. But then I went, man, I'm, I'm an idiot. Like that. That was yeah, that'd be bad. That was shitty. Like, no, no, I no, I said uh, that was a shitty thing for me to do. Yeah, I shouldn't have slapped him in the face like that. So I put my hand out and say, look, man, I'm sorry. And he looked down at my hand and then just slapped me back in the fucking face. And then it was on. I fucking yeah. just threw a hook at him and a right hand. And then he fucking punched at me and missed once. I shot a, uh, 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 oh, no. Isn't he, he outweigh you by 75 pounds? Yeah, yeah. 80, yeah. 80. All right, go I on. I weighed like 85, yeah. Go on. And uh, uh, <laughs> I shot a fucking double leg on him. Mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he ra- wrapped around my waist and fucking power bombed me, like, like Kevin James, like fucking, like I was the original Arona. He like picked me up and slammed me. As soon as I hit the mat, I fucking up kicked him right in his nose, and then uh, and then everybody broke us up. Everyone broke us up, and uh, yeah, he caught me with the one on on the eyebrow, and it, it cut me open a bit, and then um, uh, then we rode home together uh, in the van. Huh. I, I took him to his house so and dropped him off. Was, he, so he it kind of reminds me of like now is my moment. Like Ellis might put his hand out, and now is my moment to look down at it and either and smack slap. the fuck out of him or say, "Oh, okay, well." Didn't I'll you kick him when he wasn't looking and like, oh man, like, like break his ACL? Definitely, I broke his whole fucking knee. I broke everything in his knee. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know what? I guess uh, we'll call it even. Yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> well, you broke his knee. What did he do to you? Yeah. Nothing. He invited him to his like his like show. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when I one time with Mayhem, I was like he was opening up for me uh, at a comedy show, oh, and I was like, "Hey, Mayhem," and he goes, "I go, I, I had a party last week." And he goes, "Why didn't you invite me?" And it was like one of those things. I just because he wasn't in town or I wasn't in town. And he goes, "Motherfucker!" And he cracked me with a left hook in my head. Oh no! Right? That's not and then I had a huge fucking bump. Right? Like, and it just First kept growing. Of all, and then, fuck it, you, and then he goes, right? So then I, now I got to do a fucking comedy show with a fucking bump. It's, it's growing like a like a like a you know how like in Aliens when that yeah. alien comes out of the order. Yeah, huge fucking in my Hello, head. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Exactly, Hello, right? my ragtime girl. And then. And then I go, Mayhem, why did you punch me? He goes, oh, you could punch me back. I go, I don't, I don't want to punch you back, man. I got to do fucking comedy. And, he, and then he starts crying. He goes, I'm Bro, sorry, no, man. I'm like, listen, you punch me and then listen, you start crying. Listen, I had just me. ate onions, all right? <laughs> it had nothing to do with that situation. Right? But the thing was, right, as I was joking and I like did a one-two like on his body, like a one-two on his body and then I went up to show him the hook as a joke and he fucking walks right into it. Like he was, He's like, instead of like, Covering up or doing anything Being he knows fighter, he that he watches all the time. He's just yeah, like, of, he gets closer to me and smiles. <laughs> mm, yeah, he had a frowny face when you had a lump on your head. Yeah, yeah, you? I was so fucking Oh, oh by the way, your contact is still that picture of you oh, with a lump you. on your head. A You're huge welcome. fucking lump. And then he starts crying. This worldwide <laughs> comedian. And then, and then my dad says, I couldn't picture. hang out with him anymore. My dad says, you don't have to hang out with Mayhem anymore because of the bump. Everybody's wife and dad wants him. It was pretty. Honestly, it was okay. Are you still having, you know, uh, I remember you sent me an invite to the Purple People 
picnic party. Pu- <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Your version is better. This year we're having the purple people picnic party. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's coming down too. I'll, don't yeah. worry. I'll shoot yeah. you a little evite. Yeah. Well, listen, we gotta we gotta get going. Uh, God bless you guys. Man. What do this you have, Mayhem? What do you have coming up? Well, I like I show, like I said, I have this show in the summer. So, How do people find out about the uh, show? Mayhemmillerindustries.com. And buy a goddamn t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bubba Jenkins, what do we have? June 17th, Budapest, no victims. Get the fuck, Budapest? Bro, you're going. Going. Oh, my God, I'm so pumped. Going. Bro, I want to corner you for that one just so I going. can, like, yell stuff at Muslims. I'll be in, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in Singapore until they're helping out uh, Rafael Dosanos for his 170 debut. Man, give him a shout-out for me. I miss that guy. Yeah, Dosanos. Now, if I, I want to learn, learn wrestling and I live in Orange County, could I hire Bubba Jenkins as a private? Yeah. And how do I do that? You, you call go me. To Bubba. <laughs> oh, you go to, <laughs> he has your phone number. You, you go, go to Twitter. You go to Instagram. You ain't got no Bubba, uh, BubbaJenkins.com yet? Yeah, go BubbaJenkins.com. Gold? Go. Just go, go Bubba Jenkins. Like, like, go. Somebody fucking jacked Bubba Jenkins. Yeah, trust me. I tried. Gotta have the G-O in front of me. You know what? Somebody recently has stole MayhemMiller.com from oh, me. They, they, what happened? Nah, they're just a bunch of cunts. Somebody I don't give a shit. My, uh, Instagram name, they try to steal my Twitter name. That's why I have checks on all my shit. Well, well, look, take that as a compliment. They rec- they recognize the uh, elite athlete for who he is. I appreciate. And that, then sir. you know they 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 know and they the want they're trying to get a check from they you. Twenty eight impersonation Bubba Jenkins is on Instagram, <laughs> and all twenty three of them were me. <laughs> <laughs> and Heather, what do you got? <clears throat> just uh, guard lab stuff, um, more podcasts, and I think my next uh, guest is actually going to be Rudy, Rudy Morales. Nice. We're going to talk about where the Believe to Believe came from. So oh, and breaking news on the Mayhem podcast, I got uh, AJ McKee coming up. No, oh, AJ McKee Junior or Senior? <laughs> what the fuck? The- senior is Antonio ah, McKee. Antonio, right, 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 yeah. right, right. I mean, I guess you could call him AJ if you know him like that, but you don't hey. know shit. No, I got you. Of course. Uh, that was Bubba's old, old uh, training partner. Yeah, AJ's yeah. that dude. Uh, Antonio, right? You right. Train, oh, you train oh, AJ. Yeah, yeah, of course. Antonio coached shot, me. Right? AJ. Is there my, some bad blood there? Or I no, or no? Nah, I just left. Uh, you know, he chose his son over everything else. Well, just two real cool. motherfuckers, you know, in yeah. the same room. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I get it. You can't put two pits in a kennel. I know. It's fucking difficult. I mean, look at us. We're doing fine. Uh-huh. It's probably because you're black and I'm white. And, and you know, two different weight classes, two different organizations, exactly. two different yeah. lifetimes. I mean, if we want to wrestle, we can push the furniture back. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't want to get taken down on uh, Adam Hunter's wood panel. Uh, Wednesday night, I'm, kill at the, fucking I'm at the, dog. the Standard in Thank Fresno. Uh, <laughs> and then Thursday night, I'm at the Brea Improv. This Friday at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. Next week, I'm in Montana. In Malta, Montana at the Via Theater on Thursday and Friday at Seiko at the Sleeping Buffalo Barn uh, in Montana. The Sleeping Buffalo Barn is where it's all going to happen. Uh, <laughs> Sleeping bu- <laughs> First of all, Buffalo don't stand no goddamn barn. Secondly, Sleeping <laughs> Buffalo, why the fuck does he need a barn? They just stand up fucking straight. <laughs> Buffalo, that's their version of sleep. You ever try to push a buffalo over? Does anybody have, have any, anybody have any lithium? All right, so... Uh, and then uh, Thursday, June 1st, I'm, at, I'm in Fresno, California at the Shanty Bar and Grill. Uh, first week of July, I am going to be in Las Vegas, the Stratosphere, uh, for International Fight Week. The second week, I'm at uh, Off the Hook Comedy Club in Fort Myers. And I think the, uh, this week, I'm going to, uh, in two weeks, I'm going to Jordan and uh, Korea and Japan. 
to do comedy for the military. Yeah, mil- some Muslims in Jordan. Comedy for the military, uh, I'm pretty sure. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Mayhem Miller, always a pleasure. God bless it. Hey, thank you so much for having me uh, again. And uh, I'll nah, try man, not to burn the house down. You're a legend in the sport, man. God bless you. An thank absolute you. legend. Hey, man, you're actually... <laughs> You're the fucking go-to comedy guy in MMA, huh? Thank you. Like, every time I see your smiling face, it makes me happy as hell uh, that you ain't sinking on a cruise ship. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Bubba, thank you for coming. No doubt, no doubt. Always uh, here. Give your best to the two kids now. I will. Are, are, are they getting along or no? Yeah, of course. My, my little man's a, a very, very loving and caring, smart little guy. He uh, makes sure that sissy's all right. He actually yelled at my wife the other day for... Uh, not allowing him to hold sissy. And he's like, leave my girl alone. Wow. Damn. So he's, oh, he's man. Pretty, that reminds me of my sister, man. He's already protective I, I of his her. sister. I gotta call her. Nice. nice. Now, cool. is, now is, is she also very light-skinned, daughter? Yes. yes. Yeah. They look almost identical. Hey, bro, you got some white in there, there, pal. I hate, yeah. I hate to... I mean, Ancestry.com, but... No, you know, you not got, in me, but my wife is... Get out of here. Yeah, you light-skinned no. as hell. His, his wife's half-white. Yeah, my wife is half-white. Yeah, all right. Well, let's not draw straws here. <laughs> my boy's on the left and my girl's on the right. <laughs> that is adorable. Let me see this little baby. <laughs> so cute. There's oh, two my of them. God, bro. You have like a My model. boy's on the left and my oh, girl's okay. on the right. Man, that's some cute babies. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's like cabbage pats on man. <laughs> that's uh, thank amazing. You. Thank you, Frankie Edgar, for being on the show today. Oh shit, I missed Edgar. Oh, as God, well as man, Kevin Lee. Best walkout music ever, Frankie Edgar. Which one did you walk out to? You reign on the top with short like leprechauns, as like crushed so called Willie's yeah, yeah. thugs and Rapidon. Get in that ass quick, fast like Ramadan. It's the number one dom dada. Fuck Papa. Yeah, you love know. it. Love yeah, it. Love it. Yes. All right. Uh, thank you, Joe the Kid Perez. Hope you guys have a great week and uh, take care. Adios. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs>